0: Alright, wujah everybody. Welcome. This is another episode of the Gator Gates Podcast. We're happy to be with you again here tonight. My name is Kajjim Saikopta. I'm joined here with Kenny Bashu and our guest. My name is Joseph Campbell, also known as Sekum Ra Min Maat. So, before we get started, we'd like to give a special shout out to the forces of the non-material, particularly Master Namnabla Musub Mordenebig, who is the founder of the Earth Center. We'd also like to give a shout out to my ancestors, his ancestors, his ancestors, and your ancestors as well, and all of the other forces in the non-material, whether it be deities, genies, entities, whatever it be. we just like to shout them out. And we'd also like to give a special shout out to our sponsor, Sauce Hot Sauce. So Sauce Hot Sauce started in 2007 when a group of traveling students were in Africa, students were in Africa, and they were thinking of ways to support charitable causes. So one of the students happened to be an artisanal hot sauce chef, and right then and there, Sauce Hot Sauce was born. So they support charitable causes by giving a portion of their proceeds to help support misplaced families in the Fada and Guoma region of Burkina Faso. So please get yourself some sauce and support it because it supports good causes. Now, we have a guest tonight and we really want to, you know, give him the floor to kind of like, let us know who he is and tell his
1: story. All right, um, thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, First, I'd like to say I give thanks and praises to the ancestors as the brother opened up. We always do that uh, because it's important. It's important that we realize that we're not alone. No matter how alone we may feel at different times, we are not alone. We might feel lonely, but we're not alone because there might be some of you that believe and there might be some of you that's on the precipice of belief. There might be some of you that wanna believe and let me tell you, the ancestors are real. And if you haven't experienced it, it's only because you haven't opened your eyes. You haven't opened your heart. You haven't cleared your mind. So i like to give thanks for those ancestors. And like we say in the Kemetic tradition, we'll also give thanks and praise to the Father, Mother, Creator who comes to us in the form of the glorious laws of nature. So again, I said, um, I was born Joseph Campbell and I gained a great understanding about life through the Kemetic legacy and maybe I would say in 2000 I went through initiation and that's where the name Sekum Ra Min Ma'at came from. I would say that I was like many other people, I grew up in a, in a kind of traditional way. My family's from the islands and in the islands some of you know Christianity <laughs> has a strong hope. Uh, what island are we, we talking Grenada. Uh Grenada in the West Indies.
0: Oh, I could tell you Grenadian.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you got the Grenadian spot. <laughs> yeah, we got the, we got a bit of charm, you know? <laughs> so um growing up growing up like when my, my parents were born and raised in the island, so they're they're traditional and, and I had the influence of the Catholic Church. I'm product of the Catholic school. I, I I was an altar boy when I was young. Wow. I did all that. So yeah. I understood that form of Christianity. And and I would say it's almost a blessing because honestly, at that age, just being young, I literally, I was in, in uh, Essex County here in New Jersey, in orange, predominantly black neighborhood at the time, and the Catholic church, you know, we just got white teachers, we got white priests, we got the white nuns, mm. and literally inside the church that's associated with the schools, Our Lady of, of the Valley, in, in the church on the dome, there's a picture of a white God with a long white beard sitting mm-hmm. on a throne, there was nothing but white angels the the white cherubim and stuff in the, and, I, and I'm young right <laughs> so i'm I'm being taught they had the picture of a white Jesus there's a white Jesus. I grew up in that white, you know know what right hey you know, <laughs> and my parents are from the islands though, so I'm like f- like there's something going on here. I'm like you know culturally, the island has that influenced it, but there was always um, the Rastas, like, mm. so my first rebellion, my first step into asking questions, really, like, Rastafarianism gave me that outlet, because... As it
0: was for most of us.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I had a cousin, too, in a family who was a Rasta, and he was just different, He was he was a black sheep, but mixing that together with my experience in the school, I'm looking up, and... It just does not make sense to me, man. I'm I'm looking at a picture of a purely white god, all these white angels, and like everything's just white. And like just for me being I'm mixed, like I'm my mother and father from the islands, but if you can't see I'm light skinned, so you light skinned, you obviously mix somewhere down the line. I don't deny that whatsoever. I've learned to accept every aspect of who I am, my ancestors from both lines. But it was just a conflict. You know, it was a conflict and, and that started this journey of just asking questions. And so at some point, um, when people ask me how did I get introduced to the comedic, the comedic legacy, I would say this. It, it almost seemed divine. Like, it almost seemed divine. And without being too lengthy, I will tell you this story as an example of how life connects and, and showing you how it came to the comedic legacy. When I was a baby, my mother had bought me this nex- necklace. It was silver. It was a silver rope chain necklace, and it had a little eagle on it. I was just drawn to this eagle, like it had its wings spread out. I was just drawn to it, and it was a small little rope chain. But that was the first piece of jewelry I ever had. I'm just drawn to it. I don't know why I'm just drawn to it. Fast forward, I'm in high school. I done lost that chain long time ago, broken in a fight I had with my sister. You know, kids we fight with our siblings when we're young. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I did all of that. Mm-hmm. In high school, my mother had a friend, a coworker who was selling gold. She had a connection with some; it was real legit gold. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but it was real legit gold. Uh-huh. Her coworker friend is selling gold, and my mom buys me his birthday gift. What is it? It's a gold rope chain. It has the same emblem, mm. the same same eagle, the same bird. Eagle, same bird. And I'm talking about. We. This is. I'm. I'm in high school now. This is about 15, 20 years later. Mm. Same bird. So now let's talk about this you still have that chain i did i did up until recently Mm. i did up until recently where i end up losing it not through any kind of um negligence but through situation in life and but what it did teach me is that you never really lose anything Mm -hmm. like you know we hold on to things in life and even things that have sentimental value as that piece did it did and i had to deal with the loss of it and in dealing with that loss i really learned that even as much as it meant to me and as much as it has always been a piece of my life losing it was no loss you Mm -hmm. know Mm. um but that piece kept coming back around um my uncle had Uh, Again, this eagle, it was just the concept of spread wings and flying, this eagle. My uncle had a statue in his house and I was attracted to that. So let me bring this together. What I've learned in life is that oftentimes what we consider to be um, insignificant events and we might consider them to be unattached events, oftentimes if you pay attention, you'll see how these things come back together and they sew themselves together. Later on in life, I learned about Haru. And I learned about the totem of Haru and one of the expressions of Haru is the, the falcon, the hawk, with its wings spread. And I've seen these images and literally whether that was an eagle or a hawk, it was Haru. From the time I was young, I saw this thing, I was just drawn to it. I lost it, it came back in my life. Not only did it come back in my life through this piece of gold, I just got introduced to the Kemetic legacy and then the pieces start fitting together. Um, so. That's just a little bit of who I am, and I'll, I will express this even further. At an early age, I kinda knew I wanted to be a teacher. I saw the influence, and this is all stemming from the Catholic Church, so sometimes when you're in a situation where it might, you know, people might laugh at you and say, oh, you are in Catholic Church, or you are just around these white folks, or you are around the peace and you don't have no, no, listen, sometimes being in those situations help you the most. Mm-hmm. because you get to see something that others may not see um so at an early age i just knew i wanted to be a teacher are you a I, teacher now i was um i was so i taught elementary school for four years i was tenured in everything i taught uh, in a charter school down in north mm-hmm. i taught well not I, I taught four years there but quite honestly When i was in college the four years i was in college i would do after school programs and i would do summer programs so i started working Mm -hmm. out with you know started working with the youth at that at that point and then i graduated from college i started teaching i taught four years um in the classroom with children i taught all grades from four through eight all subjects at one point or another and then i taught adults for three years Mm. um after that but my calling was always like always to be a teacher um and so it was you know that also taught me in order to teach you have to humble yourself and allow yourself to be taught. Mm-hmm. And so it was the comedic mm-hmm. legacy that kind of like answered some of those questions I had having been raised under that Catholic umbrella. Like, cause, like I said, certain things just weren't adding up to me. Um, and it was through the comedic legacy and just the understanding that yo, know, the world is much more than, than what we've been shown. The world is much more and reality is much more than, than we can even perceive. So, was
2: there ever a point where you were like, okay, like, this is how I've been raised. Like, this is what it's supposed to be. Uh, And you, like,
1: okay, like, I'm going to teach Catholicism to other people. Nah, man. I I never, like, listen, anytime, like, the biggest thing for me is anytime you you tell me that there's one and only one way, it just doesn't make sense to me. Mm. Mm
3: -hmm. It
1: doesn't make sense to me. Like, and I was being told that, you know... No matter who you are, no matter where you come from, if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you're going to hell. Like, it's your soul. You've been, this is what I was taught. This is what mm-hmm. I was told as a young child. And when I started to question these things, I got scared, man. You know, like I was honestly scared. <laughs> I mean, it's scared. a scary statement. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was nervous. Like, I was nervous because I, just, I wanted to believe, but, like, things just weren't adding up. And mm-hmm. then, to go against Jesus, like man, good Lord, you know man that that that's troublesome, yeah mm-hmm. um, so you gotta in this life, you gotta kind of have the courage, you gotta have the courage to to seek the answers which come to you, like the, the excuse me, seek answers to the questions that come to you, like when you have these questions that come to you, they're coming to you for a reason, you know, and I feel that it's partly your job to listen keep an open mind and pursue the answer mm-hmm. um you know but no at at what what really bothered me is just this idea that there's one and there's only one way and that when you told me this i said to myself you mean to tell me you mean to tell me all these people i've met from different walks of life exactly that are doing righteousness like they're, they're good people man yeah, Like exactly. you know they're helping people out you know they're they're sacrificing nobody's perfect mm-hmm. but these are good people you mean to tell me they're going to hell because they're not christian yeah. right? it don't make sense mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense and then and you're the same person that's telling me that god created everybody so god created everybody and by your definition this creator created everything created the different languages created different cultures different land masses different gods (laughs) different gods exactly (laughs) you know what i'm saying so if every and that's that's where i like my understanding is now is like when it takes it takes a level of maturity Mm -hmm. to understand that god cannot be encapsulated i'm saying this even as someone who who subscribes the comedic approach and the comedic philosophy and and I do not believe the comedic way is the one and only way to worship God and to understand God. No, it's a cultural expression, which resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And what it has also taught me is that if you look back in the ancient days, it was never like one. There was um, understanding and there was sharing amongst amongst different cultures and different religions. It was never my way is the one and only way. Mm-hmm. That's not how it was. Different religious groups would share with each other. They would take that knowledge back, and they would bring it to their people because at at the end of the day, like religion was just really a facet of culture and and culture is is much more than just religion
2: so when would you say it really like like switch though like no, like okay, there's something wrong with this one way ideology like there's something going on here that I can't really put my finger on, but when was it like was it in high school or was it after high school that you were like, okay?" I know that there's something wrong with this, but there's got to be something else out there, and now I'm searching for it.
0: Uh, But just to add on to that, because I really wanted to ask you, with everything he just said, like at that point when it switched... What was the key factor in turning off the fear factor for you? Mm. Because I know that's the main point yeah, for a lot of people. It's like the fear factor. Worry. It's like, I don't want to mm-hmm. go against what I've been taught. I don't want to go against what I've learned because I don't know anything else. And you so lose it's your unknown. family, you lose your friends, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. that
1: kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, it's, 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 it's real. I mean, listen, here's the, here's the thing as well, man. Even to this day. <laughs> my family thinks i'm troubled you know what i'm saying my, family, my father is like a born-again christian man you know what i'm saying we just got into a disagreement at the other morning because he wants to tell me how all this stuff going on in israel and with the hamas is be like the bible predicted it and we're in mm. the end of the time i can't stand mm. that talk man we could talk mm-hmm. about that later mm-hmm. on too but not to take away from the religious context of all that but so I'm saying that to just to say that when you walk this path, you have to accept the fact that yo, your family may not understand you, mm-hmm. and you also have to understand that it's okay to live a life that other people don't understand. Because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's you. This is your journey that you have to walk. Your family's not walking this journey. Your family ain't gonna be the ones that have to stand up and face judgment. Your mm-hmm. family's not gonna be the one that have to make the decisions that you have to make in your life. So at the end of the day, it's your life. As much as your family loves you, you have to understand that you are not here to live up to your family's expectations. You're mm-hmm. not here to make your family happy. Although we want to make our families happy, right? We want to bring honor to our family. We, wanna, we want our, our, our parents to be proud of us. Mm-hmm. But at the same token, we also have to understand, man, some of our parents don't know no better. They don't mm-hmm. know any better. They, they've been doing what they've been taught. And they raise us in the best way that they could, given the information that they have. But now we have too much information and there's too much availability and too much access for us not to ask the vital questions and have the greater understanding even if you're a christian i'm not knocking christianity what i'm telling you is have a deeper understanding of what you believe in Mm -hmm. and if you go to the roots of christianity if you look at the gnostics and the gnosticism you understand that christianity had a foundation of wisdom wisdom teachings this man you call jesus there's something more there is what i'm telling you so i don't want anybody to can shoot i'm knocking christianity but what i'm telling you is that it is not the one and only way there's valid valid truth in it but no religion has a monopoly over the truth and you have to know that and you have to be okay with accepting that no one religion has a monopoly over the truth so now let's talk about me when i'm this is i'll tell you a true story uh, this is a true story. So how did I know when was the actual shift and when the chain? I still resisted it. I like I knew really? there was something in Africa, right? So I still resisted it. So for me, like my, my branching away started with Rastafarianism. And even in Rastafari it's still kind of safe in some regards because some and there's different groups in Rastafari. There's different mm-hmm. there's seven there's um twelve tribes of Israel there's Bobo Shanti, like there's Naya Bingi, there's different groups that have different understanding and different I never beliefs. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, Naya
0: Bingi is the, Naya Bing is the, they, the they, they worship the the priesthood, so they Ooh, worship yeah. like the feminine aspect. Like, there's a spirit actually called Naya Bingi, so that spirit is the spirit that was said to have possessed nanny like queen nanny who was the main slave revolter against the colonial system in jamaica Mm. so she was the one who led the slaves which is my ancestors like the maroons she led the maroons to fight against the spaniards and then later on again the english Mm. so that's the spirit they worship and then you have the Bubbo shanti which is come with the understanding coming from like ashanti like in Ghana, the, the areas African in Ghana. Do these
2: like denominations of Rastafarianism still have that connection to like the biblical story and like Christianity? That, that would be that?
0: that would be the the ones he's talking about the the, like, the twelve, 12 tribes, tribes. Definitely twelve they, tribes. They're the ones that are all about that. Uh huh. So that's okay. different than you. you have Rastas who is like we don't deal with that Bible stuff. Okay. and then you have the Rastas that's like cold heart Bible, I'm a Israelite, twelve tribe, Judah, wow. blah blah blah.
1: Okay. So that that's what I was saying. In some mm-hmm. regards it was still safe. Yeah. Like yeah. in an aspect because you have some Rastafari that, that don't deal with New Testament but they'll do the old testament. Hmm. You know, book of Psalms and 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 uh Solomon and how Solomon yeah, yeah, yeah. had a relationship with Queen of Sheba, uh Makeda. And some
0: of them eat meat, some of them yeah. don't eat meat, some eat only fish and it's yeah. it's a lot.
1: So um like yeah, within that it's a, it's a lot and and you know, then you also have just the naturalists, like that mm-hmm. just are living in nature. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That reject society and 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 kind of live that life. So I still like like what really brought me closer is that I had started it was in college I was at a poetry reading I read a piece up on stage this brother came up to me afterwards and he was like hey man um yo you, you like you seem like you might be interested in this. I got a teacher. He's teaching African martial arts. Mm. Like you, you interested? Cause I did like this cultural piece. You know what I'm saying? And I was I represented in college, man. I was rostered. <laughs> awesome. Like when I, I didn't. Mm. I had the thick locks. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was that <laughs> below my waist. You know? <laughs> I had locks before it became like before popular. Popular. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The only wow. people that had locks back in the day, were people whose family was from the islands, or you from Africa, or you just. Mm-hmm. Out there like that but that you know it wasn't that common a thing like most people that had locks had an island connection we talking about like in the 90s yeah man we talking yeah, about yeah, the 90s yeah, yeah. That, that's when yeah. i started um you know so like for me what would end up like it was just inevitable like i'm so i'm learning more about rastafarianism and ethiopia keeps coming up ethiopia 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 because Exactly. Uh, Selassie. Selassie, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, was the Emperor of Ethiopia, and I'm learning more Ethiopian. I'm like, all right. And then I learned about Ethiopia was called Kush and then now uh, going back, I was at this poetry reading, and and like all this is happening around the same time. I'm learning that Ethiopia was called Cush, uh, and I'm at this poetry reading, I'm doing this cultural piece, Rastafari, this that the third. The guy comes up to me, and he's like, you know, we got this African like master. He teaches African martial arts. It's called Kubagana and Gumi. Mm-hmm. Now, once again I'm showing you how life these little random pieces start to connect back. That was in 1999 when this guy came up to me and asked me if I was interested in coming to this class and learn some African martial arts. Mm-hmm. He told me that the teacher was also a priest. Mm-hmm. The teacher was also a Kemetic priest. And I was like, "What's Kemet?" Mm-hmm. Like, well Kemet was the name of Egypt. I'm like, "Okay." It reminded me when I was back in high school, in 95, I had, an elementary, I had a, a teacher, he taught me, um, he had an English class for freshmen. He was a brother. He was the only black teacher in the school I was in, but he was a conscious brother. Mm. He was a part of a, a, a group that worked with political prisoners, uh, it was called Uhuru. Um, they worked with political prisoners and they were, like, they were revolutionary. Mm. He was telling me about this African martial art. And that was in 95. I was a high school student. I couldn't get to the place. But fast forward, now I'm in college. Five years, four years later, I'm in college, get off the stage at a poetry reading, and this guy is coming up to me asking me about mm-hmm. this, af- and it was the mm-hmm. same martial art. Mm-hmm. It was the same martial art that I got introduced to in high school, but I just wasn't old enough and I wasn't, it wasn't the right time. Yeah. sometimes things come to you in life and it's just not the right time yeah, for you to, time. to act mm. upon it
0: mm-hmm. you know the name of the martial
1: art it was kubagana and gumi now kubagana and gumi is just a general term kubagana and gumi is kiswahili and it mm-hmm. means to fight with the body as a fist mm. it was basically a, a african martial art federation like a representation of african mm. martial arts in america that one of my teachers and like two other masters had put together
0: and the guy wow. was, the, the bastards were from
1: they're from they were from America but had learned in Africa and like different masters or bastards <laughs> masters <laughs> um, bastards. Yeah, the ba- the old dirty bastards <laughs> i trained with several old dirty bastards sound like, you <laughs> like masters to me <laughs> yeah. no the masters were like they trained with people from africa and Mm -hmm. and so on Mm. um and you know it was a a, back in back in those times those brothers like they grew up in a time where especially in new jersey there was a big representation of black martial artists especially in new jersey yeah i'm talking about they would go to the gym Mm. on the weekends and and fight it out and challenge each other and all it was Mm. it was a big kind of a vibe Mm. um but i don't i i digress a bit um thing i want to point out is that in our lives sometimes like we go through these things that just seem random but if you just pay attention to Uh, the the, the, the synchronicity yeah man the synchronicity synchronicity you start to see how things come together so to make the the shift for me it was really a process it was really a process it was something that took time and what i really did i prayed on it i prayed on it because i really felt like at that point
0: who was you praying to
1: I was praying to God. <laughs> I <laughs> I was praying to God. Whatever they, yeah, whatever, whatever God listen. was, whatever God somebody is.
2: Help somebody help me. Somebody help
1: me. Like I couldn't pray to Jesus because I was questioning Jesus at the time. <laughs> so I said, let me just go with good old number one God. Like you know what <laughs> me? Just, let me go with good old number one God. And let All me right. pray to God and and, and uh, please, if I'm going wrong, and I and I really and and this is this is leading to one of the first spiritual experiences I've ever had. Mm. I was in college. Uh, that's when it really happened. It happened in college phase for me. Uh, how old are you in college? I wasn't even 21 yet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe like 18, 19, yeah, yeah, 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And I was always, uh, I always asked questions, man. That was the thing. Like I said earlier, just started out with questions. I always asked questions, and I knew the heart from which I was asking my questions. The heart, the intent. I wasn't trying to fall into any wickedness, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I wasn't going no evil way, but I'm just questioning things because what I was told is not adding up. And I know that there's something more to life than what I'm being told. So, all right, there was one night, It was my freshman year, no, sophomore year, actually. So let's give you some context. This is like 2001. Uh, I'm in the dorm room, and at this time, sophomore year, we had a suite. I went to Rutgers. I went to Rutgers. Any shout out to Rutgers people, Rutgers New Brunswick. We had a suite. It was three different rooms, two people to a room. That night, everybody was gone and it was just me. See the thing about me is that I've I've always been kind of a, not a loner per se, but I never felt the need to follow the crowd and I'm Mm -hmm. always myself. So everybody else was out going to frat parties, and I'm like, that wasn't me. That, that wasn't my scene. Like, the parties they went to wasn't my scene. I'd rather stay home than to go someplace I know I don't belong.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I stayed home, and I prayed, and I said, God, and this is what I'm telling anyone who's questioning it, like, pray. If you don't, you should be skeptical anytime you're entering something new. Like, that's natural. You should be skeptical. You should ask questions. But at some point, you got to pray. You pray, and you live into the answer. You pray and you live into the answer. So, that night I prayed. I mean, I prayed and I really got on my knees and prayed because I felt like, you know, I I might be going to hell or something questioning (laughs) Jesus. That's how serious it was. I prayed. Yeah, I
2: mean, the grip of... Christianity, it, is. it it spans very far.
1: Oh, it is. it It is, man. It, to your soul. <laughs> it's, Definitely. It spans down to, got you questioning your own soul. Right. Mm-hmm. And that night when I, I prayed, I just, I said, listen, it was something as simple as this. And you could do the same. I said, God, like, you listening? If I'm going in the wrong way, please steer me back in the right way. It was something as simple as that. If I'm going in the wrong way, please steer me back in the right. But if I'm going in the right direction, then, then please just Keep showing me, like, just, just keep showing me. And in that very moment, I kid you not, man, like, I felt something, like, I just felt something. And it was almost like an energy entered, entered the room. I'm by myself, nobody else is in the dorm. And I just feel, I feel something. And I start crying, like, I'm on my knees, but nobody else is in the dorm, I'm on my, I'm on my knees. And I'm, I'm really like, I'm, I just started crying. I can't tell you why I was crying. I just started crying. And at I mean, that same moment. For something. Yeah, yeah. I, I was But at the same time. I felt like this presence, man. I felt like I wasn't alone, like something came into the dorm room with
0: mm-hmm. me. You think it was maybe it's your ancestors?
1: in um, my understanding now, it was something because I will tell you this, the whole room lit up. It was just mm-hmm. a, bright, a brightness, a bright light, like a, 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 a fuzzy, hazy brightness and something like just swirled around and i'm crying because i'm kind of like this is like you know like this is this will freak you out like spirits people get into the spirituality game and think this is a game it's not a game man spirits are real and you could mm-hmm. end up seeing something that you don't know how to process or because the way we're raised most of us are raised we we live exactly. in fear you know what i'm exactly. saying instead of understanding the power that we have and the beings that we are like the beings that we are man we're forced to be reckoned with you know, we are, and, and instead, we don't know that, and we're afraid of freaking ants and that bees that are around That becomes obvious in
2: all of the wrong ways.
1: Well, well exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, we learn that sometimes it takes that for us to, uh, us to learn that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was in that moment, man. I had this experience, and then, and I opened, there was a Bible in front of me. I opened up the Bible, and I can't remember what book it was. I can't remember it, but it was, it might have been something like Psalms or, or Proverbs or something. I just opened the book, and I looked down, and I just read the first thing that came came to my eyes. And I kid you not everything. It was the Bible. So yeah, it was still it was still a tool of Christianity and Mm -hmm. all that. Mm -hmm. Don't mean it's not the wisdom in there. And the passage I looked down and I read, it answered every question I had. Like all my fears and all the doubts, worried about going the wrong way. The words that were in that passage spoke to them specifically. Mm. And then from that point on after that I was like, all right, let's run with this because at some point you have to be okay and you have to understand that listen there's a deeper there's there's a deeper level to everything we've ever been taught like there's different like, like you started bringing down Nai and all that most people never even heard of that most mm-hmm. people don't even know of the connection between uh, that and Queen of Sheba and the so-called Jews mm-hmm. most people don't know about Philoshis the Philoshia Jews that are in Ethiopia mm-hmm. they got direct lineage most people don't like our concept of history and the things that have happened is warped it's twisted, man. Like, like, we've been lied to, man. Like Malcolm X said, we've been, we've been bamboozled, man. We've been hoodwinked.
0: I mean, yeah, and, sure. and even if you were to tell people a lot of those things, like you said, there's like a fear. Because what religion has really done is, is instilled a certain level of fear in people to the point where people fear their own culture. Because when we even really talk about Nyabingi, essentially what we're even talking about as a deity, mm-hmm. which people are, are been taught to fear. So because it's, like, in terms of, like, oh, looking at it as, like, another kind of, like, divinity or God. So people don't even want to touch that. Mm -hmm. So even, like, you see in certain communities, even that has been diminished. That has been watered down. Now it's just a simple spirit, but it's much bigger than the spirit. It's an entire deity.
2: But what you even said just now in terms of, like, um, any of these gods becoming, like, a deity for a person... Right. It's because a human being is only going to look for something that's greater than himself mm-hmm. to find inspiration. And in. so, of course, you know, our first instinct is to go out into nature. But there's nothing necessarily that animates itself to us that sort of seems outside of our, you know, con- our concept of like what's real. But then when you st- start to have like experiences like Joe was talking about something that's supernatural that you can't necessarily explain or you can't put your finger on exactly (laughs) what it is then you become inspired because you know that there's something more Mm -hmm. that you can't that's not tangible that and that people may not be able to explain to you in a very concise and precise way but it becomes a very because your story is very uh inspiring and interesting in the same joe because there's that part where you were talking about how uh, at one point it's like you know you were raised in this Catholic you know environment, and then you know you realize that there's something wrong with it, and then you move on throughout life, and then you come to this place where it's like okay, I'm gonna try something different. Mm-hmm. Now the safety that you find in it is the the connection to those same things that you mm-hmm. you know were just coming from, which is of course <clears throat> a part of the journey and mm-hmm. all of that, but It's like a lot of people don't realize that that notion of like a deity or something that's greater than you, Mm -hmm. that you're sort of trying to shine with your your speech, right? Those Mm -hmm. Catholic people that were teaching you whatever they were teaching you in Catholic school, they were just shining it for you to say like, this is what's great. This is what's amazing. This is what's going to make your life better. And you, to some degree, it's like, You had to latch on to it, and it's like, that's what I have for now. So, yeah, that's the great thing about life. But then later on, it's like, oh, well, what about all of these? Mm -hmm. Oh, they have these negative connotations. It's spooky. Nine times out of ten, you see a movie with a, a African person in it, and anything spiritual happening, it's some scary shit. Yeah, there's dying. Dark. Voodoo. You know it's, it's voodoo. It's just, voodoo Shadows involved <laughs> <laughs> in all of that. Everything, so, everything is,
0: everything is voodoo. Even, voodoo. You know, even Chucky, because it's just yeah, was Halloween, right? Exactly. Exactly. So you know, Chucky. I what is it? I did them balloon That's a
3: whole deity. Yeah, it's crazy. Yo, Chucky, For real. Chucky got For real. raised
1: by voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> But uh-huh. yeah
2: it's a you know it's a it's a very unfortunate part of a lot of our journeys mm. uh, growing up here in the West, but it is something mm. that you know needs to be pointed out because it it uh it highlights something that's very important on people's paths that sort of emotional connection so sorry about that a little technical
0: difficulties but um let's just jump right back in um I was basically up uh, saying you know. The story is interesting again. And with the fact that Heru Wisser, Heru Aishat, is like the foundation of like humanity. You mentioned a little bit about family earlier in the terms that you can't really um, please your family. Like you're not really doing this for your family per se. You're doing it for yourself. But wouldn't you say that the fact that you're doing something like this for yourself is in fact you doing it for your family? Because essentially you are your family you are your ancestors Mm. your ancestors are you so whatever you're doing to elevate yourself essentially is like you elevating like your lineage or elevating yourself elevating your line so how is your relationship with your family improved from what you're doing and how has your relationship even with your ancestors the ones on the ground improved from what you're doing like what's the connection you've had In terms of those kind of relationships, how they improve. Because oftentimes I think we can, like, in this society, it makes us focus on all the negatives, and it makes us focus on all the fear and all the bad things, but we don't look at the good things enough. So I know, personally, coming into spirituality as opposed to religion has helped a lot of people, especially myself, this brother here, in a lot of ways, improving their relationships with their families. So how has that happened for you?
1: Uh, That's um. (laughs) <laughs> That's a deep question. So as always, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an honest answer. Um, so for me, personally, I'll say um, it's, a, it's a profound question because it points out it's, it's a good point, right? So two ways you could look at it. In one regard, for me, I have to accept the fact that my beliefs are different than my family's beliefs. And for me, in the context of my family, that's never going to (laughs) change. It's never going to change. So I'm not on this trip where I feel like I need to share what I've learned with my family so that they can gain appreciation and understanding for it. Because listen, some of us, it's not going to happen. It's just real, it's not going to happen. Like Some of our families are so deeply ingrained in what they believe that for you to share what it is that you're learning, even if it's just to share, it will come as uh, an attack to them. It will come as an attack to their beliefs. It won't be well received. Right. Now, if you have a family that's open, there's I've met many people. I've met many people whose family and their parents believe differently, but support them, mm-hmm. listen to them, and say, okay, that's that's interesting. Me, I don't have that. My mom. Now, just to answer the other question, my life, my life, the way I speak, the confidence in which I have, comes from my understanding of my place in this divine world. And that's through African culture, and it's through the comedic legacy in which I learned it. So to, to answer the question, how has it helped my family? How has it contributed? And how can it, for those out there listening... It will help everyone that you come across when you walk in your highest truth. When you walk in your highest truth, when you accept and you walk your your journey and your path, it helps everybody around you. Because one, you're gaining more understanding to the situations you find yourself in. Never mind what others can provide, what insight others can provide to you. You're gonna literally be finding the insight. Because when you come, to African culture and when you come to the legacy, no matter what what it is, you come to these other ways, these paths, it requires effort and it requires work. Like the comedic legacy is not for lazy people. Point blank, it's not. Mm -hmm. It requires effort. It just requires you to take some steps to look into yourself. Um, So in my situation, my situation, my family, they believe what they believe. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I believe otherwise. However, me having different beliefs, I haven't taken up a crusade against what they believe in. Because mm-hmm. now I understand what they believe in perhaps even more than they do. Because a part of this journey for me was doing a little bit of history, finding out how Christianity came about, how it came to evolve. Mm-hmm. So how can me walk in this path and, 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 and learning more about my ancestors, learning more about the indigenous beliefs of my ancestors. How has it helped me? How has it helped my family? How has it helped the living family that I have here? The best way is by allowing me to move in light. When I say to move in light, it allows me to move with a greater understanding of my place in the divine scheme of things. Now it helps me with my anger. It helps me with my patience. Because now I can understand that other people are on their journeys as well. So it's not for me to blast them with the, the, the light of truth. You know, when someone's in darkness and they're, and, and they're, they're just used to dim lights in their darkness, man, you can't just go flash a floodlight the on them. Face, mm-hmm. right. Right. So I always say it's not our job to go blasting people with the truth. No, but mm-hmm. you will always meet the people who ask the questions, who invite you to share with them what it is you know in particular. You were
2: that person at one point.
1: I was, mm-hmm, I was, right. I was open. I was open, and I asked, and this is the thing. I said, like, I know I don't know everything, so let me humble myself and allow myself to be taught, and I think that's the thing that's important for everybody to understand. Humble yourself and allow yourself to be taught, and I also believe what's equally important is sometimes you have to suspend your disbelief. You have to suspend your disbelief. Sometimes you have to approach, when you're learning something new, you have to approach it from a position where you suspend everything you thought you previously knew about that topic Mm -hmm. suspend all of it and allow yourself to be taught because when you allow yourself to be taught the universe opens up which
2: technically even makes less of it about belief Mm.
1: yeah i mean honestly Mm -hmm. like you know so belief is just one layer we use that word very loosely but at some point you gotta go beyond belief Mm -hmm. exactly i read this a book um it was a a profound book kind of hard to get to but get through but it was profound. It's by a man named Alan Watts. Um, I've heard of it. Alan Watts is a, like, come to find out, he's he was kind of a famous guy. He's one mm-hmm. of them philosophers, like Ayn Rand, um, mm-hmm. and you know, and others that had some, you know, philosophy that you can you can gain something from. But the book was called "The Wisdom of Insecurity," and in the book, the whole basic premise of this book was understanding that everything in life changes the most consistent force in life is change. Mm-hmm. Things are constantly changing. Mm-hmm. So there is wisdom in insecurity. What he was arguing is that there is wisdom when you accept that nothing is secure.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a wisdom that comes from it because then now it allows you to deal with change better because now you're not, you're not caught off guard when things change because you understand that the universe is constantly changing. So the idea that you can ever be in a position where you're just secure, you're safe, and you're protected... It's an illusion. It's I think unreal. I might have
0: a different understanding of insecurity then.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, so, and, and, and really, like, for him, the premise that he was doing is totally redefining the word insecurity. Mm-hmm. So, for him, there was wisdom in accepting that there's no security. And so, that's what his insecurity was. His wisdom and insecurity was accepting the fact that there is no security. So, he basically took
0: the word and, like, redefined it in a new way to fit his philosophy.
1: Basically like you're secure when you accept that nothing is secure. That's mm-hmm. where your security comes from. Your security comes from knowing that nothing is secure. It's almost like a contradiction in a paradox, but we live in the realm of contradiction. So there's so many things that we could say is true, then I could give you a contrasting opinion and we could say that's equally true. Because mm-hmm. we live in a realm of contradictions where there is enough space for two opposites to both be correct. You know, mm-hmm. one doesn't cancel out the other. What's hot? hot is different in temperature than cold is but neither one of them invalidate each other you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying they're both different ranges of the spectrum like truth truth is this is my understanding of what i've been taught truth evolves right truth is constantly evolving our understanding of what we know to be true is evolving some things that we know to be true today in the past we didn't know because we didn't have the information like Mm -hmm. as we gain more information the things that we look at as true sometimes may change but then there's something else that always is and they say that's reality like truth evolves reality is and so i always say i just strive Mm -hmm. because i don't know everything man i don't know Mm -hmm. i like i'll answer some things with confidence but then i'll also tell you in the same breath well maybe i'm wrong (laughs) too you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) but maybe i'm wrong Mm because but i'm open like so Mm -hmm. Someone said something like, and, and it goes back to this conversation and, and, and just kind of tie it back into family, right? Like I, like, I think there's just a great wisdom in knowing that you don't know the complete truth. I think that some people have, have misunderstood certain religious teachings and in it they believe that this is the truth. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a dangerous position to be in Because when you think that you know the truth Then you're not open to what may be revealed And as much as I've come to know in this life I've come to know that there's just always layers to this thing, man There's so many layers Nobody knows all of the layers Mm -hmm. Because it keeps getting deeper and deeper And I believe that your ability to understand life is depending on your, how deep your soul goes, like how deep you can go is how deep your understanding of life will go. So a lot of people, their understanding of life is just on the surface because they haven't dared to go deeper mm-hmm. than the surface. But when you start to go deeper than the surface, when you start to look at things and then just keep an open mind, we confuse observations with judgments. Like so many times, instead of just making observations, we attach our judgments to them. And I think there's more to gain when you can just truly be an observer and look at the world around you and ask questions without judgment. And then you start to dig deeper into what it is that you believe. The deeper you understand what you believe in, it allows you to understand other people around you in think, some miraculous way.
0: I think that's essentially what our ancestors really did, though, right? Because you said something interesting I want to like bring it back to. You said there's like truth, right? Truth can always be ever evolving. Because you might learn something and then you might realize, oh, maybe that's not what it is. And then now you, in a way, are, in a sense, evolving. Mm -hmm. So from a traditional indigenous perspective, we understand that to be like becoming. Like -hmm. things are always becoming. But at the same time, just because we are becoming and we are becoming trying to get towards something, that's like our goal, right? That's what we're striving to. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that there isn't actually like a definite truth Mm -hmm. which is like you said like reality because sometimes there's like there's like a reality Mm -hmm. and then there's like a reality that we kind of create for ourselves Mm -hmm. as human beings because i think that's what the
2: actual reality right and i think that's what the danger the (laughs) danger
0: of it really comes in it's like Mm -hmm. when people are going from the perspective of their own truths Mm -hmm. versus the perspective of the actual truth of a situation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you know that so it, it it can it can vary depending, but yeah, it's a it's, line, it's, a, it's a ego thing. It's at not that always point. that clear. <laughs>
1: right. It's, right. It's, it's not always that clear. Um, it's not always that clear. But at the same token, that's that's one of the ways we advance, right? Mm-hmm. It's by by kind of stepping out of what we know, and into unknown and in unknown terrains. But um, no, absolutely, man. It's, it's it's definitely it's not always clear, and um, I think you know just going back to like to make this point as well. I think one thing, one, one trouble that um, we face with is that a lot of us, we, we only like things that are convenient to our beliefs. You know, like mm-hmm. we only like things that are convenient to our truth and our reality. So like when it comes to you enter like a new tradition, you starting to learn some things about African culture and all that. Same thing with different religions. People pick and choose what's convenient for them. We call that and,
0: panhandling here. Yeah,
1: panhandling. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's dangerous because that's, that's when what you're doing is you're, you're picking and choosing to the comforts of your ego.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: your ego can, can be the trickster. It can fool you because the ego tries to protect you, protect you from the unknown because it has this fear it has this fear that that you may not need it mm-hmm. you know you or or it just has this this fear that you might get hurt you might get hurt by what you learn and you might get exposed to something but the ego they say is just constantly doing things to just protect us you're afraid of heights you're going to stay away from roller coasters and 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 glass elevators you know what i'm saying the mm-hmm. ego is projecting that fear into you and it's affecting the decisions that you make in life so the same token is that when we come to uh, uh, understand the journey of life, which is the journey of the soul, that sometimes the things that we run from are the things that we need the most. The things that are inconvenient to us are the things that are revealing what we are running from. So mm-hmm. I think a lot, of people, um, a lot of people tend to look for what's easy and what's convenient because true spirituality can be very discomforting. And that's what that's, people need to know. Like, that's the truth. That's the truth. Because this is a path of enlightenment, man. This mm-hmm. is this is a path of alchemy. This is a path of burning away those uh, rudimentary elements that's within us. Those animalistic desires. Like in order to conquer that, to conquer, to have control over your mind, to have a connection with your soul, you have to sometimes, you know, make hard decisions. Um, And oftentimes, because of the way that society raises us, we just look for instant gratification, right? And we run away from those things that we feel are going to hurt us, Mm -hmm. that may create some detriment. So look at in the context of this conversation. Some people stick with the religion they're with because of the discomfort of learning something new. Because to them, it, it can become discomforting if you learn that most of what you've been taught may not be the full truth.
3: Yeah, right. That can
1: be very upsetting. Like some people, it can shatter their world. So what do they do? They stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Only for the fear of, of uh, well, the illusion of fear. You know what I'm saying? The illusion of fear, the illusion that you're going to be losing something. So why risk losing something that they've had for so long? Because we grow comfort with, comfortable with, with the things we grew up with. Mm-hmm. to the point that to let go of the things that we grew up with you know is can can you know for some people harm harm their psyche you know like some people go through traumatic experiences when they let go of certain truths that they've held on to like they don't know how to 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 adapt and move on mm-hmm. uh, so i don't you know i know it's it's not an easy path it's not it's not easy but at the same token i always say easy and hard are terms of relativity right mm-hmm. it's how you look at something whether it's going to be easy or hard I like the word challenging like true spirituality is a challenge but it's not an impossible challenge it's not a challenge that that uh has you know no purpose and no intent but you have to challenge yourself like and sometimes it it might be simple as just having a conversation that you don't want to have or Mm -hmm. you you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so i i think that's the thing that nowadays a lot of people are just falling into comfort zones Um, and you know, they, they shy away because the negative connotations of the African cultures and African religion, the whole voodoo Uh thing and all Mm -hmm. that. And like, listen, not everybody has a a spiritual experience, but if you live a certain kind of life, I'm, you're going to see something, man. You're going to experience something, whether it's in your dreams or something, you're going to learn that there's more to life than what you see on the surface. And it's nothing to be afraid of. Uh, it's nothing to be afraid of when you truly understand who and what you are.
2: Now that we're on the panhandling thing, though, Joe, I kind of like want to uh, kind of shift because it is very easy for us to, you know, look at the religions. Right. Look at the mm-hmm. Abrahamic religions, look at uh, many of the different things that have kind of happens to the traditions now that we're here in the West. Like even Halloween just passed and that even comes from a a a Celtic uh, tradition where they would have a fire festival Mm -hmm. for the ancestors that had passed the last year and -hmm. then that fire festival they would burn the fire to sort of ward off bad spirits and then they would leave their doors open. They would leave their doors open to invite their ancestors, you know, and the good spirits to come and be with them at that time. And, um, you know, over time it just kind of changed because of religious uh, impact on those traditions. So we could very easily look at, you know, a religion and say that the spiritual panhandling is built into it because it's about like, hey, they won't give me this. Like if we go back in time, like in that story from when, um the Greeks were invading and trying to take over the world. You know, yeah. Rome was trying to take over the world. It's like, okay, well, let's go to the people who have the most knowledge, mm-hmm. the people who have the elaborate structures, the people who have the culture, mm-hmm. the you know, the wisdom, all of these kinds of things, the wisdom of math and all of these kinds of things. So let's go to them. They go, they get, you know, educated a little bit, and then they go back and then they're like, okay well we don't want to deal with we don't want to have to deal with 77 commandments that's a lot Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. figure out we don't Mm -hmm. we ain't trying to do all that we just want some you know nice buildings yada yada all Mm -hmm. this good stuff so then they end up doing their own thing and then that becomes like the standard you kind of see that that's the world that we live in now Mm
3: -hmm.
2: so even beyond the religions it becomes that now anybody who's trying to pierce that mystery of like spirituality On a kind of uh, general sense, they get kind of sucked into this immediate, like, okay, well, this is what we have for you like if you're if you're looking for something this is what we have for you it's kind of like we call it a spiritual salad bar approach Mm -hmm. like there's a salad bar that the system kind of sets up for you you could take this little bit from here kind Uh, of like
1: with the new age things yeah exactly exactly you could you could keep (laughs)
2: christianity keep it if you want to Mm -hmm. but do it this way yeah you can even all of the denominations in Christianity and Islam, all of that, even yeah. Judaism, it's like you got all of these different ways that you can do it. Mm-hmm. But now what I find interesting is even that um, because you were talking about the 90s and the whole like uh, comedic spiritual, you know, uprising that was happening at that time. And a mm-hmm. lot of groups came out of that mm-hmm. that time even like my principal in high school he really kind of shifted my perspective to start looking towards that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. of what happened to him in the 90s so i want to ask like a lot of the spiritual organizations or so called maybe even spiritual organizations that are focused on having black people like reclaiming quote unquote black practices Mm-hmm. Or something that's from African spirituality, a lot of those are even sort of doing the same panhandling, mm-hmm. and it becomes very hard to decipher mm-hmm. like what's real, like you know, not to toot our own horn, but I'm gonna toot my horn when I can because I'm an initiate of like a, a organization that really has roots and families that go back in time, and I can go to those people right now and ask them like, you know. Take me to this person, take me to that person, and they'll take me to the actual temples of the people that are still connected to this legacy as it goes all the way back to what people know as ancient Kemet. But we know that Kemet is just like a culture, so it could be anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, there's pyramids in South America and all of that. So it's like, um, like you said, the the comedic martial arts thing, right? it became about that person. Well, he didn't call it Kemetic. He said African. African martial mm-hmm. arts, right? They got it from somebody in Africa, but where's that person in the equation now? Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, mm-hmm. how do they get lost inside the equation? How do the actual Africans mm-hmm. that are still connected to the cultural part of it get lost in the equation? Mm-hmm like what's your experience with that because i don't know where you are now in your spirituality and like you know what's happened in the past years
1: um so i would say this um it's a it's a complex question it's a complex question and me i speak for myself i'm not speaking for any organization i stand on my own Mm -hmm. um i have comedic background i've learned from a teacher that's a high priest in the comedic temple i've been there for i was there for like 15 20 years mm. um where right there uh temple of anu uh-huh. uh mm-hmm. i learned a lot from the uh, hem Necha in the sit bidi ra Sanku kepper of the temple of anu mm. um yeah, that's a long name his the some of his a title but his actual mm-hmm. name is ra Sanku kepper mm. um so all right It's a loaded question. Like, there's really, it's really a loaded
2: question. I mean, it's a loaded thing because it really does, like, like you were saying, like, there's a new age of so many people who are now, like, seeing, Mm -hmm. like, the world is falling apart. Like, Mm -hmm. literally, like, at the seams, it's like falling apart. And people are just like, what is going on? Like, every time I'm online now, it's like, I read the comments and people are, Seeing it. It's yeah. not like they're just feeding into it anymore. Mm-hmm. Now they're like, this is like terrible. Like but, what's really going on? Well, like?
0: I would say the world is falling apart, but it's more so the world that we've been exposed to is falling yes. apart. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's what I'm thinking. So but is it exactly. like, there's like a real it is, but is it? reality. Like there's again going back to what we were even talking about, like mm-hmm. that truth. Like our truth and then the actual truth. Mm -hmm. So right now, our truth is falling apart. Mm -hmm. But then there's a world that exists that's like an actual truth uh, beyond this Mm -hmm. artificial world that we've been implemented into. Mm -hmm. That's like there and this is falling apart. And now people are like looking like, okay, what's next? Because Mm -hmm. I always like to bring it back to this. Like most people can't grow a tomato. Mm -hmm. People want to talk about spirituality and all this stuff, but can't really grow a tomato and growing Mm -hmm. a tomato is probably one of the most spiritual things you can possibly do because you're in direct connection with the earth Mm -hmm. which is even in direct connection with the very deity that is in charge of cycles Mm -hmm. now with people looking and seeing like the world is uh, our world is falling apart Mm -hmm. it's like they have to like now have a clue of like where to go and i think what kenny Bosch was getting at is like it becomes confusing for those people because they don't really know where to go because there's so many different factions and facets of places but you don't really know what's actually connected to what what's connected to something like concrete or connected to like the truth
1: um yeah so i mean i like completely understand so i think there's um like so i would the best way i could respond to is just looking at different different aspects of that question right those dynamics um i'll say for one we're in what mm-hmm. according according 2023 according to, according, yeah, yeah. know. according to the, the, uh, the, the yeah that, if we're going to use mm-hmm. that just as right. as a, a, met, a metric like just mm-hmm. to have some kind of common common you know, ground like, yeah. right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. um the, the point is right if you believe in reincarnation and i think many people do especially in, in the african spirituality and in different indigenous spirituality not just african pan-african i would say if you believe in reincarnation, then we are the ancestors that we've been talking about and reading about. <laughs> I don't know if everyone ever thought about that, but you right. got to think mm-hmm. about it. If you, you're talking about reincarnation, then, then we are a huge those part of who it. came before. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you're reincarnated. You talk about reincarnation, we talk about how we feel like we've been here before. Then we have, because we are those ancestors that we are reading about. But that idea is so off because many of the ways that we were raised, we weren't taught to believe in reincarnation. And we're told it's hocus pocus and it's voodoo talking and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I say that to say this, that we are entitled to add on to what was there before. Like, So the idea that we're just supposed to be following some ancient doctrine that's thousands of years old and not be able to contribute to it and add on to it and Mm -hmm. evolve it that's just not how the universe works like every generation always added on and Mm -hmm. so the question is is what spirit is are you adding on and where where are you like what is the foundation that Mm -hmm. for people who are searching and trying to find it can be confusing because you got a lot of people out there that will take advantage of people who are seeking you got a lot of people out there that are charlatans Mm-hmm. who who, who present themselves yeah bro like that i learned that word in high school and for some reason it stood out and, it, and more throughout my whole life bro word. yeah it's a bunch of charlatans out here like make no mistake about that because spirituality has been pimped
0: we had a charlatan like, on the show last week
1: yo like <laughs> y'all called them out too like no no
3: <laughs> no man but there's a lot
1: of charlatans out there that, that's real talk it's so the fact. question does bring up valid mm-hmm. concerns mm-hmm. because they mess up some spiritual... Like, some people that are genuinely looking for a spiritual, like, experience or are looking to understand culture and all that, mm-hmm. they get pimped. Like, mm-hmm. they get used or they fall into the wrong circle. Man, they fall into something where, you know, I will say this. Like, it it and it comes a lot, like, on the leaders. Like, leaders in this kind of a, like, role that we're talking about are key because a mm-hmm. lot of times the people who are looking, they're looking and they're judging the leader like that's what their their metric is like they're going to listen to everything you got to say and you could talk all this philosophy but how are you living your life mm-hmm. cuz if you're the leader and you're mm-hmm. the teacher and you're teaching this like the the people are looking for you to be the example of what it is that you're teaching in exactly so i would say this and what i've also learned in my life truth always reveals itself mm-hmm. it always reveals itself truth always rises to the surface it doesn't matter how many lies it doesn't matter how good of a liar you think you are
2: Mm, that's a fact the
1: truth comes up man like there's no way you can stop it from rising so Mm -hmm. it's only a matter of time before charlatans get exposed and they always do yep it's Mm. a shame that some people have to go through the hurt and the heartache that's involved in it and it's been in the churches as well. How many people have gone to the church and they want that experience and that's what happens when people come to spirituality, they bring all the baggage from the church and their experiences that they had in the church, it's with the true. pastor who let them down, with the pastor who was sleeping with this, that, and the third yeah, person, yeah, yeah. or the time their family got caught I've been hearing stories, man. These some of the, some of the people in these churches, <laughs> they'll call out your family in front of an entire congregation and no, embarrass facts.
2: you. Word.
1: And I think like there's there's some tough love that needs to be given sometimes, but then there's some things that you just don't do. Like and and so many people and we're dealing with have traumatic experiences based on their spiritual experiences in the past or their religious experience experiences in the past so as those of us representing culture we always have to be aware of that we have to be sensitive of that and we just have to keep in mind man we like excuse my friends but we all fucked up a bit in this game it's true we all we all all done been through some shit man we all (laughs) done been through something like traumatic in life Mm. but what i learned is as well as that as you're growing up there comes this point where it's becoming a man or becoming a woman where you say this happened but i have to move forward like i have to move on and i have right. to keep searching right i mean so that's just that's a that's one one way i could respond to that but the other part is that it like it it is that's why it's hard on leaders too because now you got everybody looking at you like you the charlatan yeah, the minute exactly. you say something and and for black folk it's always extra because the black teachers and black leaders always have to dance and jump through hoops and be perfect and excellent when listen i don't all right listen i try to be positive and not to 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 criticize and 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 talk about the folks let it out joe (laughs) hey man i was watching one of these christian evangelists on something on tv and he was preaching he's like and the good lord just he just reached to me and he told me that if you give $3,000 in the next two hours, and, <laughs> and I'm looking, and I'm like, yo, this man is on TV, and he's dead serious, like, and I'm getting a message right now, and if three people call with $3,000 in the next two hours, <laughs> people and, give and it. people are calling in, and, I, and I'm it. like, yo, how many people are really, li- there are people that are really listening to this guy and believing yeah. this guy, yeah, yeah. and I'm going to tell you what, like, yo, maybe the guy spread some good word, but I'm going to tell you this. There are some of us. Right. You can't fool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can tell when someone's speech is pure and without thought or when they really have to think heavy about what they're saying in, in order to. Yo, know, when you're speaking from heart and you're speaking from inspiration, it almost seems like you're not thinking whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Now, you may have, you know, it's a, obviously it's a process, but it's not mm-hmm. contrived. Mm. I'm not picking words like right, you know I'm saying. Right. I'm using yeah, the words yeah, yeah. that are coming out to me in the moment. I'm not trying to to like you know. It's not theatrics. Like mm. it's not theatrics. It's pure. Well, that's um, a, but it, it, it It's troubling, man, because there are a lot of charlatans, and I'm looking, and, and this is what people are, are getting caught up in, and mm. and so there, there, there is always that concern and that question when you're finding like a, a new house, a new a new someone to learn from. And that's why I always say like always open things. Like suspend your disbelief, allow yourself to be taught, but also ask questions. Like also ask questions and and don't be afraid to do so. I you think that's the only way you the, suspend
2: the, the disbelief. I exactly.
1: think that's Asking a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean But I think
0: you said something just now. Like you said, you know, when you're going to learn from somebody, you know you basically you have to ask questions and check. Mm-hmm. I think the main point, the main focus is like, okay, but what's like the history of it? Because you also said something else that was interesting. You were like people feel like we shouldn't have to add on to like the traditions or to something ancient or we shouldn't just be following Mm -hmm. something ancient Mm -hmm. but it's kind of interesting because if you like if you look at like traditional african culture it's about maintaining what your ancestors gave to you but not just maintaining it improving it Mm -hmm. but at the same time you still have to have a direct connection to like your lineage for right. you to know what you're right. maintaining or improving upon mm-hmm. otherwise then it just becomes a free-for-all where you're just still kind of like falling victim to panhandling mm-hmm. and then thinking that you're improving on like a st- solid ground but then you're improving on just everything that you're seeing but mm-hmm. you might not be even proving on it because if something has a history then the history of that thing has like principles it has mm-hmm. values it has mm-hmm. like a certain way that it functions Mm -hmm. for you to like maintain it and another interesting point you brought up was reincarnation Mm -hmm. and that plays a huge aspect in it because traditionally people know what when a child is born people know the spirit that the child is they know who that child was in the past life like we have ways to check that like even to give a child a name it's depending on the spirit that came back and what the spirit came back to do Like, the goal of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And, like, you have a very interesting name. Like, how do you guys even get your names? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the process you guys use to determine, like, the spirit, to give Mm -hmm. the spirit the name?
1: So, um, for me, personally, I had gotten my name uh, when I was with the Temple of Anu. And it was a process. So, the way, like, and so I would say this. Like, you could go, like, for the organization I was a part of was Temple of Anu. And the teacher has his approach. his approach was in his concept is that he 's taking the ancient lega- ancient legacy right and making it in a way based on the principles of the ancient legacy, based on the principles of our ancestors who came before, adapting it to a modern day. Listen, the reality is, especially for those of us that living in America, our history was lost. We were disconnected, and so The genius in our ancestors of this continent, the whole black power movement, that was their efforts of reconnecting. Um, And so efforts were made. Like you know, there's a history between African-Americans and Africans in um, um, Africa. Um, But I would say at the same token, like a lot of us that's in this continent and a lot of people nowadays, yo, some people don't even look at themselves as African. These are black people we talking right. about. That's right. another something that we got to deal with. They yeah, say, I'm that, not no African. I call that
0: mental illness, but, you know, that's... Yeah,
1: but we, they, they still... We still got to deal with it, mm-hmm. right? So, and in the same token, I, this is just my view as well. At the end of the day, you ain't going to save everybody. Like, you're not going to save everybody. So, the idea that we're going to be able to save all black folk, or all black folk going to be on the same same boat, or we going to be on the same page, is just... Right. Yeah, listen. Right. The continent itself hasn't been united Mm -hmm. like so just think about we're talking about africa the continent itself where we all claim is home Mm -hmm. right it's not been fully united now there's a unity don't get me wrong you understand but we have to understand that even there there's the respect of different sovereign tribes right there's differences but in the differences there's still a commonality so just that the idea that we all going to have like the same beliefs or we're going to believe the same thing or we going to walk the same path it's not it's just that to me is just unrealistic mm-hmm. so i will always say like to me my test the people because i don't know everything so it's not my my role to go around judging who knows what but what i will see is what are the work that you're doing like that's my question to me let me right. see the impact that you're having on people Right. Let me of see the work the, that you're doing. Like, that's what I'm more over anything. Like, people, bro, I've had so many conversations and, and we could talk all these metaphysics and all this. And like, but when it comes down to it, what type of life are you living? And let me see the impact that you have. They said the true test of a person's spiritual strength is to see the amount of people that they could touch and influence. Mm-hmm. So, if I see someone that's influencing people, that's empowering them or helping them to find that within them, then that says something to me. And I, I don't care whether we disagree on, on what to call nature or they call it, I call it the inter and you call it the netter. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, not, we get caught up in words and, and pronunciations. Mm-hmm. So I always want to see what impact it's having on people. But there are just some things that in the reality is like there's just different things. everybody is not looking to connect themselves with Africa. So does that mean that we disconnect them or we exclude them from African culture? Do, we, are, well, I do mean, we push them away Or do we say well here let's, They're let's excluding
2: themselves Because yeah. technically Right because you opened up You opened up a very good you know Piece with the uh, panhandling Question because Again there's this There's this concerted effort Right but The point where it becomes That we have to start to draw the line Because it's really a revolution If we're being honest Right, that's what Marcus Garvey was was trying to do. he put all of his efforts behind, right? Trying to wake up people and get them to wake up to the reality that not only is there another place, right, where all of us can say that we came from. Let's just, you know, start off there. Humanity started somewhere, and it started in Africa, mm-hmm. and then from Africa branched out all over the world. I even just uh came into a a gym of, you know, small knowledge the other day that like even here in the America's, mm-hmm. they traveled to South America first. Yeah, totally. And then from there went up into North America. And it's not like you stayed, they stayed here through the seasons. It's like, okay, it's too fucking cold. Nah, I'm nigga, out. It's cold. Back out. Out of here. Like, we out, we back to South America. So, you know, the there's this there's all of these ideas and these sort of barbaric uh sort of characteristics that we end up falling victim to but not wanting to be honest enough about like the approach that we have and where it's coming from because on the note of the spiritual panhandling it's like yes there's an effort to you know get closer to your culture but at the end of the day okay if i know that there's a link that's still there then i should be looking to connect to that link Mm -hmm. and say that that's what's taking me towards where I want to go, right? Like, I'm an initiate of the Dogon temples, so I technically owe a sort of, like, allegiance to the Dogon temples, right, and their leaders, the ones that are making sure that these temples are here for me to be a part of, for me to gain something from. And the kingships. Exactly, those kingships, all of those things that give... That sort of permission, that line, that structure that needs to be there in order for someone like me to come into this and benefit from it. But, you know, that African conscious community uh, that we found ourselves like trying to find that link through so many times it becomes that like we become enamored with the idea of it. And then the idea of it takes us away from the actual technical part of it that makes it the culture and not something else because we we have a a plastic table here Mm -hmm. this is coming from someone's culture somebody's culture said that this was okay Mm -hmm. it's like no don't use wood don't use like something from nature make a plastic material and then you know use some metal rods and now you'll have a table now this is what you should use for something like this so then it becomes that like okay now i can anything i want i can make it yes it's based on the this natural thing that we have this thing that we should be connected to but now it can become whatever it wants to be so i want to ask a more i guess personal question um because I want to know, like, when did that point really come where you were like, "Okay, I can't." Because now you're even saying, "Like, I stand alone," mm-hmm. right. and that to me as like well, a initiate... I I,
1: no, I say I stand alone with what I was speaking on when I answered the question. I want to make sure that uh-huh. you know I'm not answering on behalf of the Temple of Our News views or anything yeah, yeah, like yeah, of that. Course. But, mm-hmm. So my but in my a, response was my views.
2: So, in a spiritual sense, mm-hmm. would you say that you stand
1: with? any one what do you mean staying with anyone am i with an organization with an organization like, a tribe anything like that so um i was with the temple of anu for probably like i said 20 years uh, i still consider myself Damn, comedic.
2: Time, Joe.
1: Mm. yeah i'm not i'm not new to this game <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm really not um wow. i was with them for close to 20 years um right now like the last three years i've been off i literally have been off the map so i haven't Mm -hmm. really been in contact with anybody um i literally unplugged and so i went through an experience that gave me the opportunity and the time just to step back and so i went on i went on a walkabout so i haven't literally for like the three years last three years i've really been on my own journey where Mm -hmm. i had to process things on my own and take time for myself so When you ask if I'm with anybody, I'm like, bro, I'm different, man. I ain't with, like, I learn from teachers, but I'm not, I'm my own person. Like, that's me. Like, that's how I move. So Mm -hmm. I understand um, having commitments, Mm -hmm. um, especially when it comes to organizations. But if you're asking about me personally, me personally, I moved to my own drumbeat. Like, Mm -hmm. I moved to my own drumbeat. I was with with the Temple of Anu for 20 years. And so I learned a lot. Like, I learned a lot um my outlook on the world and my beliefs are still comedic i'll Mm -hmm. go to events but i'm not i'm not i'm not your typical like so one i'm not a neophyte and two like i'm just on a point where i'm branching off to do my own thing and to to work with people on my own
0: so can i ask you Uh what was the cause or the reason for you to leave your home
1: there was no cause and no reason. As I said, there are things that happened in my life. Like literally, it's something I'm not going to talk about on air, but I went through an experience where I stepped back from everything in life. I'm talking about it was nothing, nothing happened specifically with the temple. Mm-hmm. But this situation, like I literally, I unplugged. Like I unplugged from everything. So I stopped speaking to the people I knew. Um, and a part of this was a, a part of a spiritual process that I was going through as well. But there was nothing in particular uh That I don't know if you said that caused me to leave or mm-hmm. to cause, there's nothing caused me to leave. Mm-hmm. Like my life, I unplugged from everyone around me. I wasn't even in the state. I wasn't in the state. I was nowhere around here. <laughs> but wouldn't you? I didn't you, even have a cell phone. Like, so it was you
2: know. a spiritual experience. Yeah. So on the basis that that is a spiritual organization, wouldn't you think that they would have like an answer for you if it's like something who, that. But who says
1: they didn't? Like, so you guys are asking me questions, but they kind of, but like, you're not, I understand you're mm-hmm. trying to get more insight into what happened, but I never said uh-huh. I didn't consult with them about what happened. You asked me if I stand on my own or stuff like that. And I'm right. telling you, I move on my own, but I'm not telling you I didn't speak to my teacher. I didn't speak to the organization. That's something I'm not going to speak on this. That's personal uh-huh. that's something personal that's not for uh-huh. me to sit here and tell you the conversations I've had with my teacher right, or to right, tell right. you the conversations I had behind closed doors or to tell you that's that's private like right. it's not mm-hmm. something you wouldn't discuss your relationship with somebody else in your temple on a podcast uh-huh. you wouldn't put that here you wouldn't ask them about their personal experience yeah with their it's not you so much the personal
2: about. conversation I'm more you, so you trying to start
1: it out by saying you was going to ask me a personal you wanted to make it more personal, so you yeah. Out. But it's not about it the necessarily <laughs>
2: like the personal conversation. I'm just asking, like, um, if there's a sense that you're on your, and I'm just using those words because it was something that you said in the beginning. More so on, like you walk to your own beat, you kind of do your own thing, which is a general understanding that I can uh, I can identify with. Mm. You know, we're thinkers. You know, that's why we kind of connect with each other that's why we understand each other we're thinkers but on a cultural sense like i can say that i walk to my own beat but at the same time i sort of answer to a structure you know that has its roots so is it that you're not necessarily like answering to it that's really what i'm asking is it now that you're like standing alone in your spirituality
1: i grew out of of it for me Uh i grew out of that phase I'll get you. I'll, I'll go go out see. of that phase. The time for me to be under a teacher is done. Okay. It's done. Well, so would you said life is, is your
0: teacher? Is that what you're saying? No,
1: not even. I was meant to do more. I'm a teacher in my own right. You understand? So mm-hmm. for me, my time, and I, and I understand that. Like, when I was with the temple, I was committed. We had classes. People had responsibilities. There's structures. Uh, and I did that my life took me on a different, a different course. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, like I said, it, it, it it started and it was all part of a a process for me, but I'm, I know for myself, I was always meant to be a teacher and my approach nowadays, I'm comedic. That was what resonated with me, but I'm not trying to teach comedic. I'm not like, that's what resonated with me. That's what gave me my foundation, but my approach, Personally, you ask me about who I am as a person. My goal is to reach mm-hmm. people beyond the comedic legacy. On um, my my approach is to work with people beyond African culture. That's me. I'm on something that's on a cosmic consciousness level. So I don't I understand it. And like I said, I was I gained a lot of insight from the comedic tradition. But I'm like I'm branching out, and my goal is to work with people beyond a cultural. Like mm-hmm. experience
0: so when you say work with people beyond a cultural experience I'm, I'm trying to get an understanding uh, of like your your goal right now in life mm-hmm. so are you trying to do philanthropy work or are you like trying to do school like a build a school like a charity is it something on the lines of that
1: no um, I'm working with people um, so when I say that no matter what you believe, I believe that all humans have a soul and that there are many things that we have in common. Ironically and interestingly, my name is Joseph Campbell. Mm -hmm. There's a famous author named Joseph Campbell. Mm -hmm. And his books and his premise, one was called The Power of Myth. He was shown how myth and all these different cultures are telling the same story. There's this right. cosmic story, the story of the hero, the hero with the thousand faces. Mm. So, my calling is just outside the realm of African culture. And it's, now, some. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't like, want to cut you off, but. Because so,
0: uh-huh. you said hero, but hero, the word Heru. itself comes from Heru. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's, it's interesting. It's the, and this is I'm just trying to understand because <laughs> that whole story that every culture is telling essentially is the same foundational story it's like the holy drama as we know in like african spirituality Mm -hmm. and again it's going back to that whole concept of like everything has like a history so i understand i get i kind of get what you're trying to say like you're trying to go beyond like the experiences that you've had to like gain new experiences but at the same time it's almost like you if I'm being honest and being real, you can never really get away from the past. Right, because the past is like, yeah, your you're exposures. a combination of your exposures. You're a combination of your ancestors. The past is like the, the kind of like the, um, how do you call it? The foundation that you build the house on. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're trying to build, you still need that kind of like foundation. So it's like you can't really go beyond comedic or African spirituality because it's even the foundation of human culture. So cosmically, because our ancestors were so intelligent and so brilliant that they were able to communicate and understand the cosmic realities. And that's what even built culture. And that's what spanned
2: around the world. So it's like, how can you really get away from that? And that's what even makes it like, because I get what you're saying. It's like, what's how, how much further does it go, right? Mm-hmm. What's beyond what I think I know? Right, because we want to be thinkers and we want to continue to have an open mind. But then when it becomes like what's beyond it, and I'm and it's sort of like I'm beyond it, then you open up a door where it's like, okay, now the things that I've sort of all of that exposure that I've kind of come across, it turns into having like less of a validity to what you're going to do next. Like the because to me it's it's almost kind of like um a uh, a sad state of affairs that any black man should think that he has to sort of go out on his own to find a spiritual and energetic connection to the cosmos when his ancestors no, what, have would, what would be wrong a, with that because your ancestors have what, oh, that well, what would be history wrong with that
1: what if that what if that person doesn't have access to that we're talking about talking like to me like you guys are talking idealism like ideally it would be nice ideally it would be nice to have a connection to something that's uninterrupted but that's mm -hmm. not what we're dealing with we're not not dealing with access
2: to it and then and don't use it because it's not you said it yourself like it's convenient for a lot of people to just do what's you know normal to them and then you come across something like That's actually connected to roots like you said earlier Mm -hmm. the guy that was teaching the comedic martial arts or the african martial arts He came across somebody who had an actual exposure to a cultural Like origin, but then he took it and said like okay now it's me Mm
3: -hmm. And now
2: i'm the one that's teaching it to all of these people and none of those people end up hearing about Or going to see the actual culture that he got it from listen
1: I'm gonna i'm gonna choose to disagree with both of you on your perspective um, and I'm okay with that um, because I do not believe that you need someone from Africa to validate your experience as an African living in America or as someone who's practicing African religion. We don't ask no permission from anybody on the continent to do what we do as Africans. That's why not? what being African why not? is. We don't well, have to. Hold on. I don't, minute, I don't, why I don't, not? Listen, I don't need permission from nobody in Africa to say that I'm an African. But what's he, the logic I behind that? I don't have. I think we I don't need the permission. Hold on! i hold don't on. need i don't need i don't grant my i don't i don't get my authority from them to speak on what i speak on when you say permission
0: when you say permission so, what exactly do you
1: the mean the idea that you're trying to espouse is basically that you need to have this connection to africa to validate something or to validate the teachings that you're doing and and what I said, you you're taking many of my comments out of context. And it's kinda of difficult for me to it's difficult I for me to clear them up. I understand. It's because difficult. it could be Let anywhere, right, Joe? Let me just finish though. It's difficult for me to clear it up because you're asking me these compound questions that I still haven't even gotten a chance to answer some of them. And before I can espouse on them, before I can answer them, you're giving me more questions. Like y'all just keep hitting me with all these questions. I mean they're an not giving me yeah, but you have to give the person an opportunity to respond in the interview, right? I can't respond to everything that you ask me. You ask me a question that's loaded. Before I could fully respond and articulate a rounded out answer, we're off to the next one. So I'm going to say something. I said, I stand on my own. I said, at the same token, I said, I'm comedic. I learned a great deal from, from the comedic legacy. I said, the way that I understand the world and my place in it was comedic. So therefore, I can never separate myself from it, right? Because I'm telling you that my view is comedic. But what I'm also telling you is that I'm working with people outside of the legacy. I'm not limiting my experiences to teaching people who's interested in the comedic legacy. That's not me. What I'm doing is working with people who are trying to do good in their life, who are trying to better themselves, who are trying to understand themselves more in the world that they find themselves in. That's what I'm doing because of the experiences that I've gone through allows me to talk to people And communicate with people through all different aspects of life now if you want to talk about cultural organizations and their connection to africa and what they're claiming then speak to them like i'm not the one for you to speak to about that to 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 give you criticisms about who is official and who's not official and who's connected to what and who has allegiance to this and who owes it to this and who like you speaking to the wrong person about that like you are so you ask me certain questions, I'll tell you about my background, I'll tell you where I learned, and now it seems like you're, you're telling me, well, well you, can't, you can't go beyond the comedic. How, how can you tell me you can't go beyond the comedic legacy when we're still learning about the comedic legacy? Don't nobody got that whole thing figured out? Do you know how much pieces of information was lost? Why wouldn't you say that the well, people, that the nobody families... Nobody well, has it completely figured out. Why well, wouldn't you say that on, the me, families, me, though, that are, there,
2: that are still there, that are... Continually extending and in secrecy, continuing to have those teachings and that knowledge passed down through their bloodlines. Why wouldn't you say that they have more of a connection than what we have here? And why, I, why just do mean,
1: I I'm not even talking about them. Like wait, they're let me, not even like let, what, let me, what would make you even think that I need to give some kind of criticism or some kind of critique of what they're doing? Yo, if they're so, doing that think Good for them. So, hold like, on. Yo, Good for them. Let me, let me just let's this I don't need to I don't need to compare their organization to. Nothing. listen. If you're doing good, you got this connection and you getting it passed down and you helping other think good. Like think good. But that doesn't invalidate other people who don't like, so you mm-hmm. can't hold this thing like you the one and only troop because you got this connection and you passing things down and wouldn't you rather have it from some place that's coming down? Like, it don't matter to me. What is the results? Show me the results. Show me what it's doing for people's lives. Show me that. Like, I don't care who pass it down to who. I really don't. And I don't think the people now, they don't care. They want to see what's, what is it. Show me the living example. Show me how. I don't care what you talking about, where it came from, because it's because it got passed down doesn't mean that it's not without its issues doesn't mean that it's not without it's right its, that's its everything need to improve. That's, so like, I, we can agree on that what we're talking about y'all just so keep pushing this I, idea like this whole thing about validation and, and don't you think it would be better to go someplace where it'd be validated and where did the pass down or you said you can't separate like come on man so the reason said, why don't don't don't, don't so do the it. reason
0: why we're saying that right is don't because i just want to bring it back
1: picked the wrong one to answer. i just, just want to bring this too, back man. real
0: quick because you said you <laughs> are helping people you're talking to people or you're dealing with people but you're doing it based on your experiences and what i was saying was you can't really get away from it because you have to admit that those experiences you even said in your speech is coming from the comedic legacy that's not what i said bro so give us an understanding of what you mean exactly because i don't i still don't fully understand what you mean by um you're helping you're working with people
1: I don't know what else you want me to explain. I said I'm working with people who want to do better in them lives, who uh, may be faced with challenges, of understanding who want to find happiness, who want to find meaning, who want to find purpose. Like those are the people I'm working with. I don't know what y'all asking me right now. Like really, what what are y'all asking me? Cause like I, I'm like just, what are you asking me? Well, like
2: if I could just you know talk kind of one f- thing,
1: now we talking about whole follow the thing. Like, through what line from me?
2: the beginning of the. Uh, interview, you know, because all in all, uh, as always, the Get Gates Podcast is really about having the hard conversations that get us to a point where we can connect on something new and something that's, you know, maybe not uh, what we expected. Because in the beginning of the interview, we were just kind of talking about your uh, exposure to Catholicism, you know, as a child, which we all can relate to, our, you know, exposures to Christianity and things like that in the beginnings of our spiritual journeys, you know. So as we go through it, you start to find more and more things and you start to figure out more about what you were previously exposed to. So, really, you know, if I'm being sincere, Joe, all I was trying to kind of follow through on was okay this is what happened and then this is what happened next but you had to look back at what was behind you to say like okay there's something that I can build on here and what is the what is what how are you contributing to what you've been exposed to before what came before you right just like we all have a mother and a father we want to make them proud we want to carry on you know the good things that they've done so you know it was really just a, a effort to kind of follow that through line and go from where it started with the exposure to certain things and then now where you are with your exposure to things now and how that's all connected that's all it was about if you know i offended you or anything with my line of questioning no, I apologize, um, um, you, know?
1: you you couldn't offend me if you tried bro well i'm good i understand thank you for sharing that explanation
0: All right, so we got any questions? Yeah, we just had one question, really. It was just one real question, and it was from DeMarcus. He was asking Joe, what's an example of a challenge we may face on the spiritual path? I don't know if you want to answer that.
1: I'll say this. Like, what is a challenge they may face on the spiritual path? The spiritual path really can't be separated from the human experience. So the thing is, is that in our lives, we've separated the human experience from the spiritual journey. When once upon a time, they weren't two separate things because we're spiritual beings having a human experience, right? So if you're a spiritual being having a human experience, as you go through human experiences, you're to gain some kind of spiritual understanding or in some sense, it becomes a spiritual challenge. As above, so below, right? So we may have challenges on the physical level, and I'm gonna make this more concrete in a second. We may have experienced challenges on a physical level that are manifestations of something that's greater. When you talk about spiritual battles, oftentimes people deal with uh, anger and they deal with depression. Like these are all things that are spiritual in nature so their approach nowadays tends to be through medication and i'm not taking anything away from medication i'm not a doctor i'm not going to sit here and give my two cents on it because it's not my place to do it i do believe in more of a holistic approach um, however there are certain things that the origin and the source of it is not in the physical realm uh, so what are some challenges you may have on the spiritual experiences some of the same things that you're dealing with in life How do you deal with your anger? How do you deal with keeping patience? How do you deal with difficult people? How do you deal with self-doubt? Self-doubt is something that's big and all of this connects back to our spiritual experiences. So to walk the path of enlightenment is to gain a greater sense of your role in this divine scheme. It's something that just goes beyond our understanding, something that I don't believe anybody could fully understand. Uh, but as you evolve and as you grow more aware, you start to become more aware of your connection. When you become aware of your connection, you start to gain a power from that. You start to gain a strength from that. You start to gain a confidence from that, seeing your connection with everything else around you. So to answer the question, those are some things that you see as challenges on the spiritual journey. It's no different than life, because life, we've made it to be the secular And we separated it from the sacred, but there's no separating the secular from the sacred life is all intertwined. So the same challenges that you go through in life, oftentimes it's the signature of a spiritual issue. Whether it's your self-doubt, you feeling like you don't belong here. A lot of people go through that. They're here in this third dimension and they feel like they don't belong here. So why is it that you don't feel you belong here? Like the sources of it can always be, like this is how our ancestors dealt with it. Nowadays, we got all these different branches of science with these different psychological terms, talking about the psyche, talking about childhood traumas and all that. Our ancestors looked at it as life and we knew that certain things could have an effect on our lives. And so the spiritual journey is no different than your journey in life. It's how do you become a being that has an awareness of this World that we live in. In which we're all interconnected. that's our answer. answer, Question. Yeah. We got sound bites. (laughs) Put
0: that together. There's
2: questions in the chat.
0: Yeah. um, Another question. How do you gauge spiritual well-being? What does power. What power and strength that you gain from spiritual well-being look like to you. That's exactly how you wrote it.
1: Mm-hmm. I would say this first and foremost, I, also, I would say this, right? Um, in life, if we look at the example of the scales, and we look at the example of finding harmony and balance in our lives, mm-hmm. there's never a moment or if there is it's a brief moment where even as a spiritually enlightened person you still going go to mm-hmm. go through challenges
3: right you
1: still going to go through challenges right absolutely it's a part of the the playing ground in which we find ourselves like there's no escaping challenges the more enlightened you become and the more aware you become you just stop complaining about them you know, you stop feeling like the world is against you. You you stop whining about them and you realize that these are in fact opportunities for growth. As cliche ish as it may sound, it's a mature perspective just to look at this journey and to see it as one as growth rather as one as a constant fight. Damien um, Damian Marley um reggae artist has a song called Struggle, and he's just talking about like, yo, forever, like, so long as we forever use the word struggle, then we're forever going to be struggling. Mm-hmm. So, if you look at the spirituality and the spiritual path as a struggle, then you're always going to be struggling. Uh, but if you start to understand, like, in life, there's just no easy way, and you stop looking at everything as a fight and as a challenge, and you look at it as what you do in order to grow. Um, doesn't sound too exciting but it's empowering because the next time you're up against an obstacle you don't take it personal when someone is lashing out at you you don't take it personal um that is a sign of maturity and that's a sign of a spiritually enlightened person when you stop taking everything personal and you start to understand that uh listen life is not supposed to be a bed of roses but also you will have those times where you can rest in your bed of roses you know, and so life has its cycles and part of being a spiritual warrior is just understanding that um, We don't complain when the storm comes. We know that the storm only lasts but for so long So holding on to what we know to be true Oftentimes it's one thing to know something. It's another thing to internalize it We could talk all these high spiritual That's philosophies, facts. but if That's you're not facts. internalizing it It's going to show mm-hmm. um, And so my teacher Ra San Keppel, always say you have to stay conscious in the crisis and that's the thing when we get into the crisis a lot of us become unconscious we forget everything we know we throw it out uh we throw it out the window right we start praying to jesus again <laughs> um but when you gain the spiritual enlightenment well, what i'm what, I, what i'm started out with saying really want to say is that it's a journey man it's, it's not there's no ending to it it's a lifelong journey in that you're forever going to have obstacles and challenges, but you look at them through a different lens and you're no longer, uh, you know, troubled with self-doubts and self fears like in fears. the fears and the self-doubts, like that's a big part that stops us from accomplishing goals that we can easily accomplish if we just had a little bit of confidence. And I believe that walking the spiritual path improves your confidence, not based in arrogance, But based on the understanding that you are a part of something that others have been a part of from the beginning of time and that the same issues that you go through, others have gone through as well. And that they can have gone through it and improved themselves and have become better by walking certain path, by following certain principles, then you should be able to follow those same principles and walk in a similar path and have the same effect now like one of the my areas of disagreement as well is because we live in a modern day age and so things have to grow and things have to change and it's our mm-hmm. part each one of our part to contribute uh to the overall teachings and the overall understandings
3: hmm.
2: Ready to start right. Rapid Fire?
0: Yeah, so at this portion, we have a segment called Rapid Fire. So
1: we're going to go through well, some I thought topics. we was already going through Rapid Fire. Right? <laughs> 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 that, that wasn't Rapid Fire? <laughs> no, nah, that was a slow burn. But I'm afraid. That was a a slow right burn. Now, that was y'all slow burn. I don't want to see y'all Rapid Fire. <laughs> <laughs> really. but,
0: uh, All right. Rapid Fire,
2: we're going to go through some
0: topics, and then we're going to give a little commentary. Yeah, it's just
2: like, like um, current events.
0: All right, Rapid
1: basically, Fire, basically. get prepared for one or two word
2: answers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh, first up, y you ready? The American Museum of Natural History takes human remains off display. So, <laughs> this museum, <laughs> somewhere in America, has had literal human human remain, remains on display. Uh, it's an evil years. world we live in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly for years now, and because of like some uh, some recent like social pressure to uh, take them down. Mm. Uh, I think they said 27,000, like, pieces of remains were taken, like, out of exhibits mm. in that museum. So,
0: you done? That's it? Yeah, that's it. So, I want to know, are they going to remove all of our ancestors' coffins and tombs and remains from yeah. the big museums? Hopefully. Are they going to do that? Are y'all going to stop digging up graves, digging up tombs, they digging digging up They're waiting for Come get them. Y'all gonna do that? Because if y'all could do that, y'all could stop doing that BS. Right. Or are y'all making too much money off of our ancestors' leg- legacy. That's what I want to know.
1: Nah, I, that's my similar response. I'm like, yeah, they've been doing that. They, they've been. They done had our ancestors up in glass cases for so long. It's just right. crazy. They don't even look at them as people. Like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. At that, you know, like that. That. That's one thing that just always. Just bothered me, man. Like museums and and like, yo, when you resonate with the Kamek legacy, like, yo, you resonate. When you see that, you're like, yo, they straight up grave robbers man they took mm-hmm. these yeah. out graves and put them in like that's exactly what they did nobody shunned them for that nobody Word. gave mm-hmm. them any kind of backlash like above. if i dig up
2: your grandma tomorrow exactly. like you're gonna be tight
1: let me go up <laughs> in somebody's mausoleum and, right. and, and start digging up their ancestors and put them on display yeah. and like you know mm-hmm. all hell would be raised
2: yeah it's facts
1: um but that you know it, it listen yeah, it's be, crazy you know, the things that have been done like in this country and all around the world, by those who have led, and it's just fucking bananas, bro. Like, yeah. uh, I think man. they just gave
0: back the heads of some of the kings from like the Congo region, they had them pickled in jars.
1: They, yeah, man. those are
0: the the ones that didn't want to convert to Christianity. They chopped their heads off and put them in jars, and they had them on display. And they just and got them like Arabs. They, they just got them, <laughs> and,
1: <laughs> and that's just what we know of. So man, just why, yeah. right? That's right. Just what we know. Of. You that's know, there's a, a hell fact. of a lot of more things that we don't know. That's right. that's what life has shown me, man. You think you don't know? I've I've been seeing so many things I never could have imagined. And that's why I just I truly, uh, he mm-hmm. who knows knows that he knows there's nothing, nothing you know. at all. Right? That's like I don't. Listen, some of the answers I've given, I try my best to answer questions to the best of my ability, but at the end of the day, I, I don't, like, well, I don't <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just talking out my ass. But now, my, like, you know, there's certain things that you know through experience, and, and that's why I really just try to speak through experience, man. Like, things I speak about is through experience. And what is my experience? <laughs> my experience is some of his comedic legacy, but other than that, my experience is life, man. I, like, yeah. I've been out there in life. Like, I've really been out there in life. I've gone through things... I've been through a full range, like, I've, I've been through addiction, I felt, I, I battled with that, I've been through depression, I battled with that, I've been through jail, I did that, mm-hmm. like, I've been homeless, I've been through that, wow. and at the same token, I've been a teacher, and I'm a lawyer, uh, you know, drop the bomb on that one, like, you know what I'm Damn, saying, I've done like, that earlier, shit, I've done that's things,
0: crucial, My boy, so, speak the legalese,
1: <laughs> yeah, man, but, like, listen, to that, but I say all that to say is just to try to flesh out more what I was yeah. saying earlier, this is mm. what I mean, like, like the experiences i've had man, i just i've come across people from different walks of life different cultures and, and stuff like that and i'm just choosing to work with a wide range of people mm-hmm. like my teacher in the temple and whatnot it it's very it's africametic mm-hmm. like the africametic temple there's nothing wrong with that i'm not selling out i'm not doing that like that right. but for me personally i just feel a calling
0: to help the to world
1: help, yeah bro to help uh-huh. the world and that's and, what it's
0: about that's what it's about
1: but mm-hmm. i'm not going to turn my back on culture i'm not going to turn my back and mm-hmm. act like it's mm-hmm. not a part of who i am and right, it's not right, like, right. you see me still mm-hmm. speaking about the comedic uh-huh. stuff like uh-huh. it's always going to be a part of me so i'm not separating myself from that or nothing like that so right. mm-hmm. at the same token it's like i i gotta go with what's in my heart man like you know can't nobody tell you otherwise like when you follow your heart when you follow that like, how do you know when you're following your heart? You'll know, Mm -hmm. like you'll know, because you'll start to feel like, yo, this is it. Like just something starts to click, something starts. And I just know, like I've started out as a teacher, like I've worked with like kids and youth. I've seen the development phases, like I understand. And that's why I chose to work with the youth because I knew how important that phase was in their development. So these kind of like conversations, I was one of them teachers. I was like, yo, close the door. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about this. Now, so I taught them about the word indoctrination. I'm not trying to indoctrinate anybody. You could question anything I right. say to you. Right. Like that's my thing. Just ask questions. If I tell you this, that, and the third about Kimmy, ask the questions. Like mm-hmm. I'm not like ask questions. Like if someone is teaching you about ask the questions. Mm-hmm. But there's always a difference between asking questions and interrogating. Mm-hmm. Like some people out here interrogate you. Like it's not mm-hmm. that's different than asking someone questions to try to get an understanding. Don't interrogate someone. Suspend your whatever issue bias that you may have and ask questions. Like, there's an mm-hmm. the art to asking questions. But yeah, this was like I've been through a lot in life, like outside of just my experience in the cultural realm. You know what I'm saying? And all different types of people, different types of experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, within myself, I just know that my calling is to work with, like, outside of the. Cause everybody's I, I, not, I bro, Everybody's not meant to be committed. I, I Every, even the Dogons, uh, everybody's not meant to walk these right, right. paths. We mm-hmm. gotta be real about that. Because I
0: understand. Yeah. Some
1: people are just happy where they're at. Yeah. Like some people are happy where they're at. Uh, some people talk the talk. Like some people talk like they start out like they want to do the work and then they fall off. Like right, right. that happens you a lot too. It. So right. like you said it. You said it. Yo, haven't spent that much time in the tumble of Anu. and there might be different. Principles and different ideas, but yo, you guys work with people as was done over there, like different groups. And like my teachers and them come from the legacy of the temples in New York. Like they were all connected to Tem- uh, Baba Haru. Some people know Baba Haru uh, up in like you know had the shrines and them. Them, we got to give some respect to them. And quite honestly, the way they were practicing it, they were doing the best they could with the information they, they had. had. Right. And they were all connected to um Dr. Ben yohakin Uh, uh, Dr. Jeffries like all them scholars uh, Sheikh Anta Diop like my teachers like learned from them like Mm -hmm, that was their but that's how they got the information and then they started doing the the lectures over in Kemet going to the the temples with Anthony Browder uh, who wrote the Browder file and all that Mm -hmm. and so like I learned a great deal man That's by all means even Rastafarianism got to do with who I am even Mm -hmm. Christianity has got to do with me of course so, like, and it, it, it's kind of funny because, like, my, my teacher had told me, like, years ago, he kind of saw the day coming where I would move on. Like, mm-hmm. and I was, like, kind of bothering me and something. But I'm like, why would he say that? But he just saw it because he called it. He'd be like, yo, there's going to come a, a time in your journey where, where you move on. Mm-hmm. and like that's that's me so i'm comedic man i'm like it's done a great deal for me but right now i'm really trying to give my contribution back to the world and for me it's just you know my foundation i can never deny the strength on which i stand you know i understand I though make, it's you like if you tattoos, don't want to just tattoos ain't going nowhere these tattoos mean something mm-hmm. like that's, yeah. what, that's how serious it is to me you know what i'm saying i i can't turn my back on it but at the same time uh-huh. i don't want i don't want my statements to be misconstrued like uh-huh. It ain't a part of who I am, but I'm just choosing to step out there and to work with people in a, in a wider context than. Instead Afro, of working with basically Afro Afro working
0: with just black people. Yeah, essentially, man. is it's what just, I'm getting from what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not you, just You, you want to expound people, to just the world. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's the main part that we missed in the initial interview. Yeah. Because that would have been a huge piece that we could have really expounded mm-hmm. on. That's a huge context missing. Yeah. And that's huge because essentially, like even Kenny Bashu mentioned it, right? If we're being honest, whatever we call Kemetic spirituality is really for the world because African culture, African spirituality is the foundation of human civilization and of humanity. So it's really the duty if you have that knowledge and that information to spread spread it it to the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's the really the part of the piece that seems to me is missing from a lot of these so-called Kemetic organizations. But you know, that's great that you're doing that and, you know, big up yourself for that. But what's the next topic on rapid fire?
2: All right. Uh, next up, we got Biden. Uh, Biden's talking about he's prepared to go to war with China in support of the Philippines. Bro, I didn't know Biden was still alive. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so supposedly, hey, Grandpa, you sure that Biden? That ain't the clone. Right? <laughs> Grandpa got word that there was like a. So
0: now they
1: say go to war where in the Philippines? uh with, with china with china in support of in the, the philippines, philippines.
0: Christ, bro man, any no, no, any no no excuse to go to war with china bro nah for
3: real it's world war three it's, it's, Supposedly happening, right? it's just because china, like
2: a ship yeah, yeah, a philip yeah. uh a ship from the philippines ended up in chinese territory and then they like had a little
1: fight a little nah. squabble that's what you know oh, the, the u.s damn damn they took over the philippines put in all their exactly. damn military bases exactly. and all that shit over in the philippines why you yeah. gonna be knowing that yeah so, like, you know, on that note, like, when are we gonna stop having all these, like, 80 year old people be politicians in this country? Like, that's what everybody's <laughs> talking about. Like, what the, <laughs> the fuck is going on in of this country? Like, and that, you nah, know, that's, you know, that's facts. one of the bigger issues is like, yo, yeah. this, the people in power in this country refuse to let go. Mm-hmm. They refuse to let go. These did the Mitch McConnell, or what, the mm-hmm. dude is that blacking mm-hmm. out. Like, he's blanking out yeah. in, yeah. like, live conferences and he's talking about i'm going to finish out my term i'm going to do like yo what is going on here <laughs> go to but sleep right now this whole stuff that's going on like i i just i really think about everything that's going on in the world and i don't know how what to really make of it but big up to like
2: burkina faso because <laughs> mm-hmm. they got you know a young person ibrahim he's now mm-hmm. in office well it's a cool but it's mm-hmm. like you got to take they had kind of given a blueprint. It's like you got to mm-hmm. come together and actually have a structure to be like, all right, we can stand up against this and Bro. actually get it and then make some progress. with Bro,
0: it. Bro, ain't no coup cool happening here in America, though. I'm not yeah, saying that it's going to happen yet, but I'm it's just saying
2: shit. Like, that's the, that's right. the blueprint it's for it's grown, it. You just got to take it out their hands. It's,
1: it's, it's growing. You got them militia boys out there waiting, boy. Like, you know I mean? yeah, I mean, yeah. Hey, you don't know. Yeah, I um, mean, the Bloods and Crips team up. Yo, the only it cool a if a
0: coup happens,
1: it's because they're going
0: to electron. Trump again that'll be the only <laughs> time yeah. you see a cool this is again. just crazy man, bro
1: really like whether it's trump Biden, you don't have no choice to really pick from yeah man. well you know It'll i, I right. will say this though i i do believe that africa is the salvation of the world like mm-hmm. i do believe that wholeheartedly mm-hmm. um because like africa is the richest continent mm-hmm. like i said it's it's the birth of culture like all these like even the, the brother that did the documentary um hidden colors uh it's called hidden colors mm-hmm. uh Man, he broke everything down, shown. And I mean, Dr. Ivan Van Sertema, uh, the brother, he was a professor down at Rutgers and he wrote the book They Came Before Columbus. He, pro- he wrote mm-hmm. African mm-hmm. Presence in Early Asia. Yep. He mm-hmm. wrote African Presence in Early Europe. Just showing, like, the African has been everywhere. Where, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, right now, like, much of what we've seen is happening is, like, just look at Africa, man. It's been the one place that's raped and pillaged by everybody the all most. across the world, the yep. most, mm-hmm. until this mm-hmm. day was it's sad as well even when you got leaders in africa doing the same thing falling to these colonial powers so Mm -hmm. like my understanding my belief is always when it comes to culture and it comes to african people that africa is the salvation but it ain't gonna be done without african americans as well Mm -hmm. because the unity of african americans and africans that team up when that happens when we start bridging that gap like then there's going to be some powerful things happening. So I do believe mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I do believe that wholeheartedly, and it is something I like to see, and I think it's something necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't want to get off topic on the, on. The, so on the, as they
0: said, just to add on to that, as it was in the beginning, so shall it be in the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah.
1: That. Next up, so um,
2: the talking refuges. about the war in Gaza. So we got two two topics that are pretty much connected. So the tally of just children being you know lost in gaza is now at more than thirty-seven hundred. so there was actually somebody i saw on instagram Mm -hmm. earlier she had posted a list there's an actual list of the people that you can look up and the ages like you can sort it by age literally like the from zero like Mm -hmm. it has to start from zero just that age zero is like six pages worth of names Mm -hmm. and i'm like damn man it's 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 really these names though it's, I mean, people just know dying. That. Well, that's what you yeah, got but a like, what's the
0: how they rec- how they how they recording the names and the people? Like, is, if it's chaos to me, if it's I feel chaos, what saying, I feel and what like people saying. just dying left, right, and center, yeah. who the hell is going to go give the names of the people that's dying? Like, who really? are the people? Yeah, but bro, they in distress.
2: They they in. They got, camps, bombs, they, they, you got bombs Tell me that if it's if it's bombs dropping right now You in Jamaica It's bombs dropping right now Your grandma your, your mother Your father Everybody in the crib Yeah in but who his am I reporting that to?
1: You going to find somebody?
0: You know, they, they, not, you know, bro, happens, where you going to go? First of all, where you going to go? To me, reporting it to somebody is the last thing on my mind. <laughs> wow. That's the last thing I just can't see that happening, bro. So what you going to do? I'm a, there's two things that if it's really that bad, if yeah. bombs drop in, I'm going to my mental state is not going to be on reporting. To the but fact what if, that, what, oh, if,
1: what if they're missing? And this you amount of people them died them in my family. Right. Well, you know, you may not know this. So, this is the thing. You may not know they're dead yet, but you're going to report their name because they're right, missing. Right. Right. Now, well, later on, they might find the body and say, yo, this person died. You know what I'm saying? They have them triage centers, man. They got there's so much things going on. Yeah, people yeah, trying to so find their family. They giving their names up. Like, you know, so, so so he's smarter. Than he's smarter than both of us. So. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> hit me out. Hit
0: me out. Hit me out. <laughs> so, is there like a center that they're going to just go give names? You get what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I don't know, right, man. Yeah, honestly, sure here's a thing, bro. This is why I don't trust these things <laughs> mm-hmm. because these, even these things, the media, the the news, all of these, these um, these places giving us these um, what you call oh, it? Oh yeah, the, Blogs, the, statistics, the and statistics and all that. Oh, yeah, and all yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. It's still owned by the you know yeah, that's a fact.
2: That's a fact. <laughs> so it's, it's media. Like, it's, it's media at
0: the end of the day. It's media. I don't know. Media. It's I deception. You. I don't know. Who knows how close
1: yeah, that number not. really is? Yeah, but they do said they did say um I don't know. They literally they threw the number out fifty percent. That sounds extreme. They said like fifty percent of the people in Gaza Strip yeah. are children. Like, like the majority of people well, in Gaza mean, Strip are children. Sense. I
0: mean that makes sense. Yeah. From you the time
1: they, w- where they were placed there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um well there's, connected there's, to that the yeah.
2: u.n council has just rejected a ceasefire by russia so they ba- uh, russia basically went to the u.n and was like okay well we want to we want to uh, have a ceasefire you know just stop all of the violence that's happening in gaza so let me pull this up real quick because there was it's funny the the people that opposed it mm-hmm. uh there were five votes in favor which were china gabon mozambique russia and the United Arab Emirates, and then four that were against it, which were France, Mexico Japan mm. the United Kingdom mm. and the United States mm. <laughs> mm. with six abstentions, meaning that they didn't vote, which were Albania, Brazil, Ecuador, Ghana, Malta and Switzerland what the hell is japan doing in these votes bro <laughs>
0: japan you're like
2: this big bro like you remember what happened
0: i think that's what it is they don't want to get another <laughs> right, bomb in. Right. they're like all right we remember what america did no, no, anything that they're doing we're gonna go on this <laughs> no side and we don't even like the chinese anyway so it, whoever's fighting them we whatever with them. they voted for we don't <laughs> want it we don't want <laughs> it, <laughs> <We> don't want <laughs> it. <laughs> that's
2: crazy man
0: yeah, yeah um, man but that's messed up but you know we all know what this is this war to me it seems like it was started on purpose they want an excuse to go to war like there's something behind this yeah exactly there's
2: something deeper going on man it's going to boil to a point where people can't keep their hands out Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like people got their hands up right now like y'all deal with that on y'all own Mm -hmm. but it's got to get to a point eventually where it's gonna be like well somebody come help a nigga out
0: yeah man i think israel just wanted an excuse to go up in there anyway they wanted the rest of that land so you
2: know yeah makes sense next up we got a prep school in the uk is now using ai robot as the principal (laughs) so that's just what the headline read (laughs) but it was actually that the principal is using the ai robot as their assistant administrator Mm -hmm. which is also interesting because it's like what like what like you got a computer that you could just use with your fingers so you just got,
1: like, what, G V T running? Like, like what should to make I the do? News, he wanted to make the news.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, bro. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even have a comment on that one. It's <laughs> like, we talk about that shit so much. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's running it's rampant. Just... It's running rampant. Next topic.
2: Uh Speaking of the United em- uh, Arab Emirates, so they want to build an underwater train from, f- I want to mess this up, Fujairah to Mumbai so mumbai in africa no um, india India. oh so yeah there's like a there's a straight and if they were to build that train it would kind of take them straight there because you would have to kind of go uh if you were going to go by land you would have to kind of go up to that little corner where india meets uh like the bangladesh all that kind of stuff and then come down but if you were to just build that train you could get straight across and supposedly they have like a connection those two cities have a connection where like the ports are um very beneficial for one another
0: so if it's about the ports why are you building a train i mean i don't know it's big business this,
1: is, this is what you do when you got money <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you, you got so much money you just build yeah. trains underwater like fuck, <laughs> fuck like, it I, fuck I, it we'll I build a like train like underwater
0: <laughs> I feel like at this point, they're just trying to just create (laughs) the most ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Like, you seen the Lion City? Yeah. The Lion City. The Lion. Yeah, in Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bro. The Lion. What? Exactly. And they have another one. I think it's the Octagon. I don't
3: know,
1: bro. They ain't gonna build this that. is. Nah they, they it. They're nah, they building it, bro. They, they building it. bro yeah, they building it now. Yeah. <laughs> like, they lay. They starting laying out the yeah. thing. They they actually doing it, bro yeah. They ain't just
0: talking bro. Dubai, they starting
1: construction now. How much the
0: apartments cost? More than we can afford. Damn. But Dubai, bro. Dubai was a fucking desert.
1: That yeah, whole shit yeah. is Word, not real. Word, they they that, they the built water, it. the they ocean, the river. It's not real. They built that, bro. Damn. I mean, Yeah they make it rain out there, man. For they got really? for real. They got the technology, bro. They make rain clouds. They seed clouds and make it rain out in the desert. <laughs> like, this is fucking banana. That's that bro. oil
0: money, bro. Yeah, they
1: got money, but I will tell you, that's one thing. UAE <laughs> got money. Them no, Saudis, not that
3: Them
1: one. Saudis Nigga got money, money bro got <laughs> money <laughs> 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 One time for the one time No as Muslim fan. I ain't with these brothers <laughs> That ain't me <laughs> That's them uh,
2: Next up man Next up We got Earth Pod in Arizona It's a company in Arizona That uh, says that they will turn Your body into a tree After
1: death I heard about this I saw this, yeah. I like this It's man. a man, evil day. world we live in Yeah <laughs> yeah, no, for real, man. I saw about this thing. They they take they make human compost. Like, yeah, when you're dead, like bro, you give their body, they put it in this pod like literally, and it breaks down your body like in two days. Like two or three days, it what? breaks down your body. I saw it, man. It was something like they were showing like the process or something. They showed the machine and like you don't know, put your body yeah. in here. And, and I got it right like, here. So it like, says in the case of cremation <laughs> pods, the ashes are yeah, placed
2: yeah. into the pot with other materials. A young tree is placed above the pot and then the pot is planted. The pot is uh, biodegradable, so it just disappears after planting, and then, you know, the tree grows. But then there's another one that, like, literally turns your body into soil. They and they just and the Put soil. you <laughs> in there Like we got a compost bin In the back yeah, Like seriously. you put leaves And dirt it's in there It's a compost machine They put leaves And dirt in there with you And then turn and it then up And turn it to on 131 Like yeah, 131 yeah. degrees Fahrenheit And then that Like in a
0: couple of just, hours You boy, you <laughs> <laughs> So you tell You mean soy. to tell me People are out here eating, eating their right. grandfathers And their grandmothers <laughs> No, But
1: well, they're using it For gardens Yeah Damn, damn. Like, I ain't Yeah bro That's cannibalism I ain't even That's cannibalism That's crazy That's a huge spread Spiritual the crime
0: bro Damn. See this is the type of stuff That we get into When you yeah. live in a society That is no longer living yeah, On the cultural principles This some Dang. new age shit yeah, Cause we, culturally yeah. That's a big no no That's a huge no no That's a big spiritual crime
2: mm-hmm. the, cremate, the cremation to begin with But then The cremation <laughs> Then you eating, then you eating grandpa that, Using that to plant your, uh, Man yeah, that's crazy Damn bro man. It's wild. I guess so man Damn, I guess
1: so I guess that's May Jesus truth. be with you. Right? Yeah, I guess that. I guess they living their highest truth. Like, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Right, right, right. Fuck this body. Right. I don't care about this body. I'll do what I want to do it when I'm done. We <laughs> out. Oh, alright. Right, maybe soon. Guess so. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you said, you said Jonathan, it is, 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 is missing. It is missing the context. Like, I think that's why. Like you know, like civilizations were great back in the day because mm-hmm. they had rules. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand? Like Taboos, yeah, yeah, and do exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't have no great empire with people just doing whatever the fuck that comes to their mind. That's exactly. why we need structure. And even just as a human being, like never mind just that, like, you need structure. Like, mm-hmm. we, to understand the world around us, we created structure. Like, we created days, we created months, so we could have some kind of sense of structure. Mm-hmm. So, you kind of, you know, you need it. And nowadays, we're just divorced of that altogether. Everybody, that's why I said I try to be careful with my words as well, because it's very dangerous when people just want to go out there half ass, like, mm-hmm. you know, with half ass mm-hmm. philosophies. They'll study half of a philosophy and think they're versed on it and go out there and just start doing mm-hmm. their own thing when these things like people like yo to be a comedic priest you study for 40 years like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? so it would take a lifetime for you to to to, to understand even well as much as i've learned as much as i've been through uh once again i don't know shit bro this really? it's so vast and i'm just i'm saying that you know mm-hmm. i'm like i do know things mm-hmm. but honestly compared to what i don't know and so compared to, compare much, to the right. things that I don't even know that I don't, don't know, know, right? Exactly. Like, come on, man. So like, much. It's just there's just so much out there. That's why I'm I'm humbled, man. Like life, mm-hmm. life will humble you. Like Quit. the minute you done, that's the other thing. Them people that walk around, mm-hmm. life won't humble humble them. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't be worried too much. Like okay. You, you use fun. a charlatan, life gonna you gonna get found <laughs> out, you gonna get uncle, you're gonna like, find you a charlatan yeah, There's man. more oh.
2: charlatan than you. Yeah, right. you gonna right. something
1: gonna happen, man. Or you're gonna fuck with the wrong student who takes you seriously. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna play with their life exactly. and they're gonna come for you. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because you're playing it's with true. you're playing with people. Mm-hmm. You're playing with people's life. And that's just a sad thing when people pimp spirituality and even pimp the new the the self um, empowerment movement and this self development stuff because like, it. you got people out there it. pimping, it's a it's a it's a billion dollar industry right now, this self development thing mm-hmm. when you read a lot of the self development stuff, mm-hmm. it ain't nothing different than what our ancestors were speaking on the spiritual context but that's like, where it comes from all that new mm-hmm. like all the self development stuff that they're reading and the power of the mind and all that stuff it's all coming from old like it's not new, like you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but sometimes taken out of context and and you know bastardized and you know that without the history
2: everything becomes mystery yeah yeah Yeah. man so but but to build on what you were saying about the days and the months it's not even like we created them it's like a day happens a night happens we We observe observe it it. and then you got to use that that's what nature gives you to place yourself within that context plug
3: comedic side <laughs>
2: do your calendar org. get that you know you'll get some exposure on how our ancestors actually use the cycles of nature that they were able to observe and then observe within themselves to place themselves within space and time with some relation to nature which is the creation of the gods so that's how we get closer to the divine world um this last topic is kind of like a something that was more personal but when i saw it on the list i was like man we got to talk about this because just to preface it right oh the personal questions a, now a, a, <laughs> no no question no question this. Questions. this is me personally i'm just messing with you
3: <laughs> <laughs> so i was at
2: costco the other day right and <laughs> i'm leaving costco and i'm about to get in the car and this guy stops me he's like man i thought costco was cheap you see all the shit in my in my cart. And he had like maybe five things. He got like some water, some some vegetables, you know, a couple packs of meat. He's like all of this 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 little bit of stuff, $150. $150. He had an accent. He's like Polish, but I don't want to mess up his accent. Mm. Like $150. It's some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this? What is this, man? I thought Costco was supposed to be cheap. And then he started talking. He started giving all this philosophy about like the world. And I'm just like, yeah, man, we all need to go back to Africa. And he was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. Because in Africa, they understand culture and everything isn't about money. Mm-hmm. This world, this world here, this thing that you see around you, it's all about money. And it's because of those fucking Jews. It's because of the Jews. I swear, yo. It's because of those fucking Jews. He was like, You know what's but it blew my mind when he said it. He he was spot on. He said, You know what's going on in Israel. Mm-hmm. They're trying to expand their territory there. But you don't even see that this is their their territory territory. exactly that's not israel this This is is israel because they got it on lock and i was like man you Uh so you so right bro it's Uh like it's crazy how like on point that was but then he he started going into other stuff about like real estate and how like all of these natural you'll think that it's a natural disaster that happens to like a building complex or something uh-huh. you know 911 stuff like yeah. that they blow that shit up but it's really just blown up so in nork there was this um this this mansion called the Kastner mansion and i got a little bit of history on it so the Kastner mansion was built for Franz Jake katzner uh owner of the phoenix brewery and he was a german uh immigrant Mm -hmm. that came to Newark and like you know built a legacy for himself or whatever he got rich and then they built this mansion for him now that mansion was in a fire about six years ago but Mm -hmm. it didn't fall but everybody, everybody in the city, I'm from Newark, everybody in the city was like, they did that shit on purpose mm-hmm. to try to build some sort of real estate. Now, years later, four years ago, there was a plan to put a building behind it. And mm-hmm. they already started building the building behind it. That's, that's the one Martin Luther King? Exactly. Yeah, I know you're talking exactly. about. The mansion right at the corner. Exactly. Yeah. So now well, there was that another fire for ages. that happened just a few, maybe a week ago it caught on fire again.
1: Mm.
2: And this time it burnt all the way down. Mm. But as soon as it burnt down, somebody put like all of the comments on Instagram and all of that, it's like they did it on purpose, 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 and then a week later, somebody posted the plan that they had if that building fell Mm. to build like a tribute like that looks like it on the front end Mm -hmm. and then just build a complete like building complex behind it
1: yo so. yeah, um that's the thing too and, and which adds really? on to like everything we've been speaking about is that like yo these government leaders and all that bro even on a local level there's so much shit going on that people have no idea about mm-hmm. like I would tell you just even my experience as a lawyer like I clerk damn Joe um,
2: you did a lot
1: yo I'm telling you, man I, like I've this is what I'm telling you. Um <laughs> and yeah, I've I've only scratched the surface. All right. But um I clerked one year like after graduating law school, I was in North I was in Essex County. I clerked one year in um Superior Court criminal division. Um so that's state level for you those of you outside of New Jersey, state level criminal division. And yeah. I'll tell you this, man, having been there, I clerked. So I was with I was in the chambers with the judge mm-hmm. and all that. Like I saw, you know, with most people don't Got see the down though yeah. yo i'm gonna tell you this man like it's a whole bunch of shit going on that people have no idea about yeah. i'm talking about mm. all kind of from from scams to credit cards and all that stuff all mm. the way down to just local crime and stuff that you never hear about because it's not on the news mm. but i'm telling you there's there's even like more so talking about now is like there's so many things happening that people are unaware about even local crime small-time crime but even to bigger like conspiracy cover cover-ups and all that it's so much of it going on because so much of this stuff is based on greed mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and understanding like going back to how we started this conversation all about the spiritual context and, and the spiritual journey that's that's a challenge that you might find how do you overcome greed man like that's something that people are faced one. with because a lot of us don't even realize it but yeah living in this country it is very easy to fall into the rat race mm-hmm. and you won't even realize it like that's you won't even realize basically. based it. On. Like, you, you just you If you right now are looking for a job or you're looking for a career that you gonna base you well you're part of it like you're mm-hmm. looking for a career based on what's gonna provide for you and what's gonna mm-hmm. pay you like whether you like it or not mm-hmm. like I understand life is real we got bills to pay so But at the same token some people don't even understand and don't even see how this reality is influencing them right you know taking them away from that uh, spiritual journey like lisa
2: was saying mm -hmm. we had uh dr lisa lakana on a few weeks ago okay and she like helps people who just got out of prison like get jobs and things of that nature she has a there's a more illustrious way to explain it you know there's a real title for it but i just don't remember what it is off the top of my head but she was explaining how like you know she got into that industry because your job is really something that defines you in this world like Mm -hmm. that we live in it's how you eat it's how you like make your living it's how you put a roof on top of your head so it's like a thing yeah career Career reform reform. but it's like Mm -hmm. a connection that a lot of people don't realize like and people end up going crazy out here Mm -hmm. you know Kind of not knowing how to identify
1: themselves outside of that. Yeah. So
2: you know what you're saying is true.
1: No, we live in a very challenging time, spiritually speaking, man. Like back in the day with the ancestors, it was easier. Like let's we got to give ourselves a little more credit for what we've been dealing with because like you know the distractions and, and, and you know it's, it's it's more clever. It's more technological. Like we're really dealing with some things back in the day. Things were a little simpler you know i'm like yeah. you just have to deal with outside invading armies and stuff like that you have to deal with the natural <laughs> elements and then that's about it like mm-hmm. what else you gotta deal with you know what i'm saying is either outside invading army like maybe sickness you know what i'm saying but we know our ancestors had the health thing kind of unlocked. you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying vibrational we know they was doing a lot of great things in, in a lot of african civilizations healing people so we know that peace was there but outside of that they weren't bogged down by all these like technological advances and and like look at what social media is doing to the younger generation like Mm -hmm. yo there's people killing themselves over like social media posting pages like that stuff is real. Now We can't sit here and say, well, when we were growing up, you got to grow tough skin. <laughs> but listen, but this is what they're dealing with. And that challenge to them is real. So mm-hmm. for them and their spiritual journey, like overcoming the influence of social media and, and not caring what others think and project on you. And like, that's a part of their spiritual journey. Mm. And like, quite honestly, like all these things that we're speaking about, the African traditions and the African legacies have answers for all of that. Like, that's what people need to know. Like, in Christianity and when I was in the Catholic church, like it's just always this idea that, you know, it's the word of God, you know, and as you read the word of God, but you know, in African traditions God never stopped speaking.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So we have the oracle. Like the answer, you had asked a question earlier about the names and how we gave names so at the Temple of Anu it was a mm-hmm. process. So you have to go through rites of passage. Like it's not you have to qualify for your name. You mm-hmm. know, just give it out there because it's a serious thing. And when a teacher gives a student a name, they're responsible for that as well. Like, that's how serious it is when you're teaching a student something. They have to qualify for the knowledge that you're giving them because not everybody is ready or able to comprehend that information and that knowledge. So I do believe that there's gateways, there's gatekeepers, whether it's an actual organization or whether it's just your life. Like, God works whether you believe it or not. Like, you know what I'm saying? And. Spirit works in a way where it's gonna take you through your rites of passage. Whether you're part of an organization or not, life gon life gonna bring you through some things that's gonna be your rights of passage mm-hmm. if you have the wisdom to open your eyes and see it as such. Because God always provides, God never stop talking. Like that's what we have to understand. God just doesn't speak in words, God speaks through our experiences, God speaks through our intuition, God speaks through um, our feelings, you know what I'm saying? So God is always communicating. This thing we call God is always communicating. And, there's, you know, we're always searching to try to find some meaning and try to find some understanding. and That's a lifelong journey, you know. But the, uh, my premise and what I always tell people is that, you know, human experience you cannot separate from the journey of the soul. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's happening nowadays. We've separated the human experience from the journey of the soul, and that's why there's so much fet going on so much imbalance going on is because we're separating day-to-day life from the spiritual world and our ancestors did the opposite and our ancestors divinized day-to-day things we understood the power of divinity and every day was a divine experience because we were looking at things through a different context so i think nowadays we just need a little bit more of that man we need to look at reality through a different context and start to understand that spiritual journey and the human experience are inseparable. You can't separate them. So everything you're going through as a human and this human experience on another level is a token. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a gem really for you to unwrap and see what, you know, it can give you and gain you. And, um, you know, like I said, this question is uh, you searching for the truth? Just keep searching. Like, truth mm-hmm. always reveals itself. Like, that's really the key. Like, people who looking for truth, keep searching. Like, you don't, this is a path that takes an entire lifetime for you to walk so don't rush it it's a process it takes time to understand things you know what i know now i didn't know back then (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. and i can only imagine that 10 years from now i will learn some more things that i don't know right now so Mm -hmm. you know allow yourself to be taught (laughs) and like humble yourself and learn real
2: quick before we uh before we you know, I don't know if there's any other questions or anything. Uh, I wanted to let you plug yourself, uh, yeah. Joe. You know, if there's anything else that you have going on right now.
1: All right. Um. So I appreciate that. Like. So basically, right now, um, like you could find me. I'm still building up. Like prior, prior to, the, like, like I said, I've, and maybe I'll be back on another time and we'll share more of the personal journey because mm-hmm. I, like, I have a lot I will share. Um. But, uh, like, right now, like I said, one of the main things I'm focused on is building this personal coaching business. Um, mm-hmm. That's what, uh, the way I'm deciding and, and helping to give back is um, through personal coaching. I have an Instagram page. You can find it at Solar Guidance. Solar, as in the Soul, S O U L A R, Solar mm-hmm. Guidance. Um, that's just the premise. Like, my whole angle with working with people is. Listen, in the human experience, sometimes you gotta let your soul be the guide. Um, so through that, I also like, um, you know, I think it's very effective that like bringing another element to the conversation is the neuro-linguistic programming. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but NLP is, it's like a science-based approach. And I say Scientology people, like calm, <laughs> calm down. Science-based approach, but it's neuro-linguistic programming. It's studying how our mind creates meaning around the experiences we have, and how those experiences we have, we tie into the words that we use. So it's just real deep, like, you know, a lot of people end up going through traumatic experiences, and that's the experience they have. And be, based on that experience, our mind processes it a certain way, and creates, and oftentimes, these patterns of thinking. So like Neuro Linguistic Program, I found it interesting because it, it it looks at that and some of these guys that's out there, like the Tony Robbins and all that, that's all they're doing is, is is helping people trace back the source of some kind of joy or the source of some kind of trauma and unfold it. Like look at how it affect the way that you were thinking. So that's something <laughs> I do, like I intertwine that with everything. Uh but like I said, you can find me on Instagram, Solar Guidance, S O U L A R Guidance, G U I D A N C E. Um and you know, like it's only a matter of time, man, but I'm taking the steps and listen, this is the thing. When when you're called like and when you're chosen, there's no running from it. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's there's some of us and I'm speaking to some of you out there that you know what you have to do, but you've been running from it. Um, we live in a day and age right now where those of us that have that feeling, that know that we can help others and can contribute, stop waiting until you're perfect. Like none of us are ever gonna be perfect. And if we wait until we're perfect to actually give back and help people, then hey, maybe some people ain't never gonna get help. So my message is to those of you that have been sitting on the fence, uh, it's time to make a decision and it's time to make a choice. Like you don't have to be perfect, but you do have to put the good foot forward. And so I encourage you to do so. And like these brothers, there's those of us that's out here walking these paths, man. Nobody's perfect, but there are answers and there is destruction. There are, like, there there is a way. Like, there is a way. There always has been a way and there always will be a way. <laughs> and I'll end on that.
2: All right, well said.
1: All right, solar guidance.
2: Just to uh, kind of build on what he was saying and plug Costa real quick. Because um, we, we find ourselves right now in a period of uh, time where uh, just the other day it was Sunstick stick day. Um, and that's basically a day on a comedic calendar where the earth is has distanced itself from the sun. Like that's the most distance that it gets from the sun for the whole year. And during that period you uh, like honor the mother's lineage so there's a fire festival that usually happens, and that's even like the origin of the Olympics, mm-hmm. like where they get the whole like bearing the torch and you know doing all of that and showing off the talents because we say that the destiny line is like where you get your uh, your talents from, like any talent that you can really recognize within yourself, you say that that comes from your mother's side, you get your identity from your father, you get the work that you do from your father, but like the talents that you naturally might have, you get that from your mother's side. So um next up on the calendar the the next like holy days that you'll see coming up on the calendar are the death of wissa the embalmment of wissa and then there's a fasting period that happens during that time now this time is very crucial in, hum- in humanity because uh we see now there's just these things called uh seasonal acute depression or something like that sad, that sad. so you know we see that there's a change that happens when the seasons change right and the life as a human being um but for any of you who out there who may have been touched by what joe just was talking about you know in that search for some guidance um earth energy readings are a very 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 practical and pragmatic way for you to get guidance on you know what's happening In your life, maybe what has happened in the past And then, you know, how to move forward So if you are looking for something like that um, In this time, because I know it can be challenging For a lot of people out there Especially this time of the year It gets cold, you get to stay in the house You don't really have, you know, that connection with nature In the same way Because Whistler has transitioned You know, into the the world of the dead So if you are looking for that kind of guidance uh, During this time Please reach out, anhlife.org And uh yeah, book you read reading, man.
0: Yeah, hey, we are the topics.
2: Yeah, that was it. All right. Well, this has
0: been another episode of the Get It Gates podcast. We're happy to have you here with us again tonight, and we'll see you next week.